waiting to get started. First, it's the Costanza. Okay, people are uh, coming in. Hello, everybody. Matt Weiner, Meow Mail, Stew Tube, Navura Barkley, Chris Rosenny, Teddy F12. Okay, everybody's here on this uh, afternoon in Pennsylvania. Five minutes to five o'clock. It is currently 78 degrees in the mid-state. Clear traffic moving on Interstate 78 and the Turnpike Northeast Extension 476. Forecast tomorrow is cloudy, high of 74, low 53. Slight chance of showers in the afternoon, 10%. Winds south-southwest at 3 miles an hour. Stew tube! Uh, our first super chat question jumping in here right away uh, that is uh, so it just says roast my Pontiac G8 I drive a Pontiac G8 my dad's a cop Pontiac G8 the official the single car that's keeping pro charger in business you think it's great and then you run into a turbo a sloppily made turbo LS from uh Matt Happel. Oh, I think I'm going to hang out with this weekend. If you notice, the uh, the green chair is empty. Uh, Nick isn't here today, but we're joined uh, in a few minutes by Justin Burnash. And I can hear myself uh, talking off of... He's setting it up on my main computer. Uh, Justin, if you look over, you're going to see a black remote somewhere on the table. You can just uh, mute the speakers. It's just a TV remote. Got it. There we go. And uh, we're going to be talking about MR2s and associated JDM goodness and my new love for the 4th uh, Gen 3S GTE, a.k.a. Caladina motor. And I was just thinking about today, what would it be like in a Falcon? Like, how many different things can you put that in? Because that's the... I experienced it once before in uh, AW11, um, but I was more paying attention to the car and not the engine. And that 3S GTE is everything you want in an STI engine, but assembled logically and, uh, and way less prone to just popping itself off all the time. Oh, yeah. We're also going to be getting into scotch today. We have two to sample. Oh, Josh Clark, no question, but thank you for the dollar fifty. Stu Tube says, "Scotty Kilmer impression, go." I like Scotty Kilmer. He's 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 a fun dad type character, but I don't have round I don't have round sunglasses here. I just have to say, uh, and my hair doesn't flop forward and backward as 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 he does it. Uh, I'm Scotty. Like I'd have to do it really, really loud because he's always yelling. 
Um, I'm Scotty Kilmore. Don't buy anything that... Only buy Toyotas from 1991. Everything else is crap. Never buy a Lexus. Uh, uh, anybody who buys luxury cars is throwing their money away. Don't buy turbos ever. Don't buy, don't buy stuff with uh, electronic throttles. Only mechanical throttles. Here's a promo for some sort of USB reader. <laughs> or, uh, um, Justin, are you going through my bookmarks? Uh, I, are you going through my uh, my search history? No. Okay. <laughs> no, definitely not. How do you clear history? <laughs> <laughs> I can't uh, get the messenger one to work. What's not working? He wants. He needs to log in. He's connected to Facebook, so he needs to log in with all that. So oh. Don't worry about that one. The email one's out though. Okay. Anyway, welcome everybody. We have Justin Burnash. Uh, you remember Justin Burnash before, the uh, uh, founder and CEO? Uh, co-founder, co-owner. Co-founder, co-owner of Prime Driven, the Amazon.com for MR2 parts. Uh, just moved into his new shop, waiting on the lifts, I think, still. Uh, first one just went in. Oh, nice. Second one's coming in next week. So you're going to have, there are going to have to be a staggered setup. So one's going to be in the back and the other yeah. one's going to yeah, be Yeah, straight forward. in stack. That way you can... Anytime you have one in the front lift, you could just run that lift up, drive a car right through. Oh, uh, okay. And then the rear lift will be like the really the longer term stuff. Okay. Which is not really much of these days, but, mm -hmm. you know, like a long term project car or something like that. Mm -hmm. Herman Henderson and those who don't know, get in the know. Uh, Prime, Dri Prime, Prime Driven is everything you could possibly want for MR2s. Every single part he can get his hands on. And even stuff that he'd have to search for, as well as is hoarding the right word when it comes to body panels, or probably okay, probably yeah. I mean, uh, <clears throat> uh, a hard body panel, a fender or a trunk lid or a wing, those we keep just for when we need them to bring someone else's car back to life. Okay, um, like that either they've come to us, you know, for like a super secret build. Okay. Um, or uh, or or we need it for a giveaway car. Okay. Uh, so like the giveaway car comes in, it's got a dented fender. Right. You know that's uh, that would be abnormal, but um, normally we buy like perfect body cars as donors. But mm -hmm. eventually, that may not I always be an option. I'm getting two windows out for our chat, so we can have one on super chat and then the other on regular, so we can see both of them at the same time. So. Do, 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 do. There we go. It's the middle of the day here in Pennsylvania, so you will be hearing uh, all the Harley guys uh, going by. Occasionally a sport bike, but mostly Harleys. So that's going to be in the background going on this. Herman Henderson says, can you see the screen okay? Yep. Okay. Herman Henderson says, for dang old Texas and my yee-yee ass haircut. I have no idea what that means. Oh, he's talking about Scotty Kilmer. Something. Anyway. <laughs> so we have two scotches to get into to help us work through these MR2 questions. And which do you want to start with? The Glenfiddich or the Tomatin? 
since the Tomatin uh, was uh, was your choice, I think we should start with that. Okay. So as we go through this, uh, if at any time any question you see popping up, feel free to uh, just shout it out. Oh yeah, we and got one already. An MR2 question? <laughs> yes. Mr. Queasy, where are all the post-93 SW20s none for sale anywhere? Uh, yes, that's correct. Um, the post-93 cars, in terms of number, you know, in 93, they only made, we'll just go ahead and call it 6,000. It's really not. Um, <clears throat> but let's just go ahead and call 6,000, half of them, which would have been turbos, roughly. Um, out of that, 3,000 turbos, maybe half of them left. I don't know if even that many. 94, 95 combined, you didn't even have 2,000 cars. Really? Um, yeah, I mean, the 95s were just left over 94, so there wasn't anything different about them, but it was the last production year, you know, that was imported into into America, so that's why they, they carry a little bit of premium, but not much over a 94, because it is the identical car. But um, if you want a really, really nice one, Mr. Queasy, uh, you are going to have to, you know, spend north of 15 grand for a stock car. Wow. Uh, modified car, you might be able to get a little bit cheaper because they don't they don't command the same kind of collector money that the 94 pluses do. But uh, yeah, I mean, bring a trailer. You'll see ones go for big money, eBay every now and then. But the reality is they really are not out there. Um, if we find one, we'll buy it um, and then find a use for it. Uh, but we're, we search the entire country year round and maybe a handful of 94, 95 turbos are going to come up for sale in that time. But uh, shoot us an email uh, at primeperformanceauto at gmail.com or hop on the website primedriven.com. Fill out a contact us form if you're looking for one. Um, let us know and uh, we'll see if uh, maybe if we find one, we can uh, you know help you get hooked up. Testing, testing. Okay, we're, I'm just concerned with audio. We are both pretty much level. And so this is Toma Tin. Uh, before, cheers, mate. In a champagne glass. Right, this is what I got. The I'll only got, way. <laughs> I got to go to a rest, uh, the restaurant store and get proper scotch glasses. This is bourbon and virgin oak cases. Casks. Highland. Yeah. What did I say? Cases? Yeah. Casks. Sorry. <laughs> Tomatin, Highland single malt, scotch whiskey, a middle shelf brand. I enjoy the sharp finish at the end. That's not bad. Thank you. Pretty sweet. Oh, Thomas Light. Thank you so much for your donation. Opinion on a V8 swap 1991 Ford Ranger. That's pretty common to do. When you say V8, I'm assuming Windsor Block because that's during the time period when the Windsor Block was still in production. Uh, for most cars, Ford stopped making the Windsor Block in 1993 and switched primarily over to the 4.6 modular. Although the Windsors existed for some time after that in very specific cases, maybe some trucks, and the very the very first test mules of the SN95 Mustang were running 5.0 Windsors. And you talk about cars, they were sold. You could get them. And there are a few rolling around, and they command a hefty price up there with the uh, uh, Cobras. Really? Be just because, oh, that's a 5.0. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. and, 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 <laughs> that's rare. <laughs> yeah, small block Ford. <laughs> I've never seen one of those in a car. Um, um, if yeah, if you if you want a V8 swap a '91 Ranger, it's fine. I was just right. I was just uh, um, uh, Thomas Little says yeah, it's a 5.0 swap. I built it when I was 15. There you go. 
It's great. I was riding in a Ranger just a few hours ago. Three people in the cab. I sold my 2013 Suzuki DR650 dual sport motorcycle to a uh, nice young man from uh, Quaker Town. And he and his dad came up. We agreed on a price. We went to Deer Lake Auto. Shout out to them. It's a uh, uh, Subaru specialty shop. They sell used Subarus, but they all they test every single set of head gaskets that comes in there. And if it needs to be changed, they change them. So, and right now there is a fresh 2003 Subaru Baja sitting on their lot. Mm. It has 103,000 miles on it. Dang. New head gaskets, clean interior, leather, and it's the two-tone yellow and gray. Like the gray bumpers, yellow body. It's the first color I saw them in when they came out. I yeah. have a little bit of a soft spot for the uh, the first color exposure. No one liked them when they came out. Everybody no. thought, I hated they them. That's like, this is all. stupid. <laughs> and now people are paying, like MR2s, over 10 grand. Crazy. For some of these things. Crazy. It's the probably asp- a $1,500 car like two years ago, right? Yeah. Like the same uh, car. Two years ago, I'd say more, but they started to come up. Well, I guess a nice Subaru is always worth it. I don't know. Subaru, but. I don't know when they started coming up. But like a WRX, you can't buy a WRX of any vintage for less than like seven grand. It isn't literally a pile of uh, iron oxide, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're asking price down there at Deer Lake is nine grand. Uh, right now around here, no one's going to pay that. Like people so want an old Subaru. Right they want sub 5,000 for a used Subaru as they should. But they know they have a niche car there and they're they're... They're playing their deck, hoping that someone sees it who really wants it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Subaru fan base is very close knit. So, yeah. Um, one yeah. of the weird things they have in their inventory is a CJ7 <laughs> sitting over there with a 289 in it. Um, Interesting. Which was a popular swap back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I one don't. My buddies had one. Another guy, another my one of my buddies did a 4BT. Four? Is that a Mazda? Is a uh, four-cylinder mechanical diesel. From like a, uh, um, I don't know what it was even out of something uh, like heavy equipment wise. Huh. Oh, um, I don't know here, the handle, here. but ketchup says, "Hey Justin, just got home from work. My new muffler for my spider was waiting for me. Damn, she looks nice. Thanks for all you do. MR2 spider headlights go. Oh, oh, <laughs> uh, glad, uh, glad everything got there. Okay, ketchup. Uh, glad we could, uh, glad we could help a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one earlier. I think it was Gin Man mm-hmm. asked where we find the MR2s." the donors for the giveaways and how we build them differently. Um, where we find them is all over the country, wherever we can find them. Um, they have to be, they have to be, um, you know, rock solid cars. They generally have to be very straight cause we are not a paint and body shop. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we do mechanical. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, we'll buy them from Washington state. We'll buy them from Texas. We'll buy them from Florida. We will not buy them from new England. Uh, for obvious reasons um and how do we make them different that's one of the hard parts you know like we build the we build what looks to most people the same car every time in terms of it's a 1991 to 1995 yeah mr2 turbo Mm -hmm. um we'll switch up the motors this time we did a gen 4 with an upgraded turbo uh, we try to change up, you know, wings and stuff, but you know, it's MR2. It's not like we have a million different options to pick from. There's right. only a couple side skirts. There's only a couple wings. There's only a couple lips. Um, you know, suspension, wheels, tires. Like wheels are one of the most obvious differences for most people. Mm-hmm. Color, we try to, you know, mix up. Uh, but that's a that that's pretty much it. I mean, you know, the giveaway 
giveaway seven ends this Sunday, um, yeah. the, September 23rd. But giveaway number eight um, is going to be is going to be pretty sweet. Right. Um, but uh, but that's uh, that's still obviously being built. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, number seven is the is the highest performance one we've done to date. I drove uh, that. You saw the video. That was fun. That's everything I wanted in a turbocharged 90s car. And I thought about I'll, I'll get to 836 question in a second. But that was everything I wanted in a turbocharged car. And I started thinking about all the other things that engine could go into. Was the Caladina engine, was, did it only go in the Caladina? Was it yes. used? Oh, wow. Yeah, and it was only in Japan, and then it was exported to Australia and New Zealand in, in moderately small numbers. Mm. So, yeah, no, then that's that's what was so interesting about it, is when the, when my business partner, Brian, engine. yeah, huh. um, it, like, it made no sense. I always said it to customers when we were building cars for customers, um, that it doesn't make any sense, but that was the beauty of 90s Toyota. <laughs> like, they just did things because it was good. Yeah. You know, and then, like, well, whatever. Uh, but the the reality of that motor was it was like the ultimate iteration of the 3S GTE, and they put it in a five-door station wagon. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it literally made no sense. But good news for us, because yeah. motor mounts don't change because it's still a 3S block. Nice. Uh, so, whereas in the Mark One you got to do custom motor mounts, you got to do a bunch of other stuff because it's not supposed to be in there. In a Mark II, a 3S is a 3S in terms of motor mounts. Mm. Um, so it physically bolted in. My business partner, Brian, <clears throat> when he first did it, <clears throat> that was god eight years ago maybe yeah um he just dropped one in like basically got it to fire up like had the wiring done and stuff and then he was like this is like untouched bone stock stock boost stock top mount intercooler yeah and he's like and this is fantastic <laughs> what if we make this really fit me or really work in <laughs> too so we went to work you know designing intercooler kits and you know downpipes and stuff like that yeah but yeah it's crazy it really is crazy it, it makes it drive like a modern turbo car like people who have driven audi out uh evos and super yeah. you know stis and stuff you know yes those cars as cars drive differently mm -hmm. you know they're much bigger heavier all-wheel drive cars for sure yeah. but as a motor like you'd be hard-pressed to beat up on the g on the gen 4 in terms of responsiveness you know 2000 mm -hmm. rpm spool power yeah. almost all the way to redline that's beautiful you know you drove the upgraded turbo which does make power all the way to redline oh that was so beautiful yeah yeah it makes a great noise oh i love not that, that much different than the stock turbo just a mm. little bit more <laughs> yeah. i loved it 836's question. Thank you for the donation. And uh, I have a question for you uh, in, in a second. I just want to say uh, shout out to Quinn Dickinson. I saw your question go up. That you, you got a rock hit your windshield on Route 12. Sorry about that, man. That sucks any day of the week. 836 asks, 1967 Ford Bronco 289, the official car of no low ballers. I know what I have. Actually, that that that's when I do no ballers. I know what I have. It's someone who has a piece of shit and yeah. thinks they have something fantastic. It's someone who has an NA SW twenty. <laughs> but <laughs> but it's uh, no a sixty seven Ford Bronco with a two eighty nine is a nice car. Um, um, it's crap if someone tried to turn it into a rock crawler. Like all collector cars that are really cool now. The Broncos of the 60s, they were always disposable cars well into the 90s. You know, make your OJ jokes right now, but it. It's a physical car of, well, you can take the roof off and go to the beach. <laughs> um, 
the, the, the tragedy of these collector trucks now is that they can never really be trucks and never can really be off-roaders um, because their value is just too high. All they can do is drive on the street. The 1967 Ford Bronco 289, the official car of of tire blocking the entire tire, <laughs> even the tread for the car shows. Um, where a uh, question for you, and it's my question: Where do you gather your fourth gen or Gen four three S GTEs? Well, now um, you can get them from any JDM engine importer. Okay, almost any JDM engine importer. Um, we have you know a few that we use that after trying like a hundred mm-hmm. over the years. These are the three that never let us down. Okay. Um, but at the end of the day, like, it's a used Toyota engine. Like, it's you're, one guy doesn't have mint ones. The other guy has junk ones for the most part, mm-hmm. you know, with rare exception. Uh, there are obviously a handful of guys you don't want to buy from that you learn, you know, by trial and error. Any uh, any particular ones you want to give shout-outs to? Uh, shout-outs would be uh, JDMVirginia.com. Um, he is Mike. Uh, they used to be called Nagano. Um, he's, a, he's a great guy. Um, mm-hmm. He's supplied a lot of our engines. Probably, let's see, we probably built 300 Gen 4 cars over five years. He probably supplied a third of those engines. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but he's definitely the uh, the standout Cool. Uh, in terms of motors. But yeah, I mean, they're not, you know, every now and then you will get one that's like, it's got some sludge in it. It's clearly a higher mileage motor. Yeah. Um, you know, you can only really tell over under on them. Like the water pumps are, and the tensioners are dated. So mm-hmm. if they're still dated, 98, 99, 2000, then they're original, which means it's probably lower mileage because in Japan, they change stuff at 60K, even though they throw their cars away. Really? You know, after 60, 80, 90K. Wow. Um, but if it says like 07, then it's definitely over 60,000 miles. But you don't mm-hmm. know how far over. Okay. But if it's nice and clean up top, it's not sludgy. It's just a little gold. Some of them are just super clean. Like they have no miles on them. Wow. Like the car got totaled, you know, five seconds, oh. you know, into it. Just like in America. Oh, yeah. You know, a guy buys a brand new WRX, throws it into a tree. Oh, you yeah. Know, here comes the motor, 20 miles on it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it's not common, but you know, uh, maybe with the WRXs, but not with the Caldinas. Because it's just, you know, it's a family station way. Right. Not a lot of hot riders in those things. No. Yeah. That's weird. I, I even looked at Caldinas on Trade Me, which is New Zealand's uh, Craigslist. I'm like, maybe for my eyes, I didn't think they looked that all that bad. That bad. No, I mean, I don't think they're ugly. I think they're an car. Okay. <laughs> like, that's how, like, me and my business partner, we always joke about that. Like, you know, like, my daily driver, right, is an Acura TSX. Because mm-hmm. it's a phenomenally good appliance. Yeah. It will never let you down. Yeah. Just like any other, you know, a Toyota or a Honda of any yeah. vintage. It's a Mr. Uh, Coffee. Yeah, it's a Mr. Coffee. It's going to work. Yeah. <laughs> it's never going to leave you stranded. Uh, all it's- you do is literally change the oil. And the brake pads. What? You know? <laughs> Do they use the K20? We, I think we were talking That's about That's K24A2. Okay. Um, which was the uh, the hot K24. The CRVs and the Accords got the, the A1s, the A3s, the A4s, which are like the the economy versions. Okay. So when I say hot, you know, mm-hmm. the hottest of them. Mm-hmm. But similar, almost identical power. Yeah. You know, 20, 25 foot-pounds more torque, stock okay. for stock for a K20A2, oh. which would have been in like the Civic, Civic SIs, obviously. Hmm. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's... Regular cars are, are great for yeah. being regular. I mean, I know a guy with a YouTube channel called Regular Cars. Uh, <laughs> Rolls around in an 04 Subaru. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't going to get much more regular than that. No. <laughs> Stuck at work, just wanted to say hi. Says Workforce 520. Wouldn't be a live chat without you rolling in. Thank you so much. 
Emerson Cross asks, 2JZ GTE swap with an R154. Don't know what that is. is that a- yeah, the R154 is the 1JZ uh, transmission okay. from the Mark III Supers. In a first-gen Lexus IS. Is there room? Uh, Yeah. Well, yeah, first, yeah, first time Lexus IS, yeah. Um, yeah, there wasn't any before <laughs> the Lexus IS. Uh, yes, the uh, the IS three hundred's one of the most common swaps in them. Oh, is is two J because they had a two J NA in them. It was just the two J G. Oh, um, in, in America now, I'm if think- he's has if you have an IS two hundred over in Europe or Japan, they had the Beams Alteza three S okay. uh, GE engine, huh. which was the technically the Gen five uh, with dual VVTI. Um, but, uh, but it's, I mean, it's the same car, so it doesn't matter in terms of the, the engine bay. But yeah, you, I mean, that's not a drop in. You got to change a bunch of stuff because it wasn't, the turbo motor was never supposed to be in there versus doing a GS or SC like we've done. The 2J physically just drops right into them. You just have to, uh, you know, change the, uh, the power steering pump and, you know, huh. exhaust and stuff like that. Cause I drove an IS 350. No, I, I drove an IS 250, I think. That would be the second gen. Okay. Yeah, they did the 350 and the 250. The 350 was the 2GR, the uh, the minivan engine, uh, oh. and the um, and the 250 was just a 25. You know, the AR okay. uh, motor, which was a perfectly good motor. I drove one and had a V6. That's a that's the would be the 350. Okay, that's the 2GR. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 302 horse. Um, yeah. Same one that's in the Sony, the Sienna, the Camry, the Rav4, the oh. everything. That's oh. just Toyota V6. Just like the VQ35 is Nissan's v6 oh not now anymore but you know back in back in that same vintage the mid 2000s okay um yeah it was just an you know it, uh, it was an an car yeah like you could torque load it you could spin the rear tires <clears throat> but i was driving and i go why it's, yeah like it looks it looks kind of neat I, I i honestly wish that car was a little softer a little more car and a little less sport that was my taste on it. Yeah, I mean that was the early Toyota going to like larger wheels, lower profile tires. Yeah. You know, yeah. they hadn't really figured out the ride quality slash handling. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing, like the Germans figured this out in the seventies. Mm-hmm. How to make cars handle and ride well. Yeah. And and work at high speed, right? Because they had the Autobahn. Yeah. Like fine. And they're German. Yeah. Uh but the Japanese, I still wouldn't say that they've nailed it. But it's massively better. In the 90s, they had no idea. <laughs> it was either handling or comfort. You know, it was a I beige Toyota Avalon or, or, or an MR2. It's Celica. You know? Yeah, I mean... It, <laughs> drive that thing through Pennsylvania, just bam, bam, <laughs> yeah, it, bam. Just, you know, there, there was, was no... Thin dashes. There was no gray. Yeah. Oh, Emerson... Oh, we answered that. Dragon Arcadia. Thank you so much for your donation. Uh, my vacation from work just started two hours ago. Have some cash. Thank you very much, sir. 2006 Audi A6, the official car of what? (laughs) The official car of a boss who loves saying this phrase, I'll let you take care of it. (laughs) Nailed it. You You do a good job. I'll let you take care of it. Oh, thanks for letting me take care of that, Mark. (laughs) <laughs> Audi A6 does he also say yeah I'm yeah, I need you to come in on Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> uh, that actor is kind of like that's that's his role forever yes, that's his role for life yeah Quinn we- Dickinson said a 60s Broncos caught fire caught fire in the 4th of July parade two years ago and why I'm missing 
Luckily for him, the fire trucks were a few cars back in the parade and they saved it. Mostly. Oh, man. So what? I wonder if the trucks in the fire parade had to, like, hook up. Well, if it's in why I'm missing, that's like a suburb, so there'd be hydrants around. You wouldn't have to wait for a tanker truck to come by unless one happened to have water in it. <laughs> Just spray it down from the roof, arc in the water over a few cars. Like, <laughs> got it. Nailed it. Uh, we got one uh, Stavros Raff. Best okay. swap for MR2 Spider K20 or 2ZZ and why? Well, there's really no comparison. Uh, it's money. Um, why do the 2ZZ? Because it's 30 to 50% cheaper. A 2ZZ with all the bells and whistles is, I mean, hours-wise, it's super easy. It's direct swap when you have the whole, like, our whole DIY kit. Um, but $7,000 in parts. And then 12 to 15 hours of labor. Like, it literally couldn't be easier in terms of effort. The K20 is obviously massively superior engine um, and has aftermarket, which 2ZZ, like all Toyota engines, doesn't. Uh, except for the J's, obviously, that doesn't count. Um... But the K20 is going to be 10 grand in parts. It's going to be much more time. None of your gauges are going to work. Uh, it will not pass inspection. 2ZZ will uh, because it's a domestic market, um, you know, OBD2 car. I just pulled uh, my kneecap up. <laughs> I wonder if I pulled it back into position. I'm sorry. That was Did you... a weird aside. <laughs> <laughs> no, my knee has been hurting for the past couple days. I think I tore my meniscus in 2013 and been walking on it for five years. Um, playing basketball, like you do. Yeah, yeah, because that's how you do it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, like, it wasn't bad. Now, that was when I was living in Alaska. And uh, there was nothing I could do. So I just... Uh, mm, I... Uh, there wasn't a shaman that could, like, bless it or something? <laughs> no, I don't have those over there. <laughs> no. And so I just iced it taped it up and then braced it and it was okay and then like over the past two years it started to hurt like if i ran like a few times mm -hmm. like each day no ran a few times like over the course of a week and lately it's been hurting every single day so i made an appointment at geisinger up in danville pennsylvania for whatever the name is for the doctor who looks at this sort of stuff. And, uh, yeah, orthopedist. I have, I have insurance, so <clears throat> it's, it's whatever. And if it's a torn meniscus, they torn meniscus is the, uh, human body equivalent of a broken tie rod end. So, or worn tie rod, they just go in there, figure out and save it. Yeah. Turn on or, the air gun. <laughs> no, literally. <laughs> they, oh no, it's two seconds. Yeah. They, they made like two, in, they make like two incisions. Yep. Did you have this done? Uh, no, but I, when I was a personal trainer, I had a, a lot of clients that I had to rehab through it. It was like world's easiest rehab. Because, I mean, it was same what day. Mus what muscles I, – I'd run a lot, but what muscles did you uh, uh, work? The rehab generally focused on um, the quad. Okay. Um, so, But it was in a very specific range of motion. So po immediately post-op, yeah. you would start on a very low step, uh, and you would do what, what's called like a, a, a plantar – a dorsated plantar flexion roll. So you, you'd start on your toe like this, yeah, and you'd then, with your other foot on the ground and this foot on the step, you'd then just stand up all off this leg, but just that far, just the steps distance, just to get lockout. Okay. And then you are they roll stepping back down? Are they no, like on a box? Up. Yep. Yeah, just like an aerobics box, you know, like okay. whatever it is. Um, you just step straight up, just literally stand up on that one leg, come back down, 
blah, blah, blah. As time goes on, you add another box, another box, another box. So they get to basically doing like a full on step up, but with a full, a full roll. So when you stand up, you have full lock, full extension, mm-hmm. and you're engaging the whole quadricep, not just, you know, the rectus femoris, which is what you're normally hitting when you're doing just like a regular kind of walking lunge or something. I need to memorize those names of those it's muscles. Not, I mean, That's it's like, good. it's super easy though. Like it's okay. the world's easiest rehab. Okay. Yeah. And fastest. Because <clears throat> it's nowadays, yeah, it's a tie rod. It's like, oh yeah, no, yeah, your tie rod's worn out. All right, I got another one on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to say thanks to uh, Cactus Catastrophe for the uh, for the five bucks, mm-hmm. and uh, thanks for being glad to see me. Uh, we'll, <laughs> I'll do my best to uh, to help uh, the, the professional here. <laughs> that was so weird. I, I was just rubbing it, and I got my foot here right under the patella, and I had my finger here. And I just was like pulling it back, and the whole patella just went, erp, went moved up. Now I know the patella isn't connected to anything; it just rides. Yeah, just the patella on tendon. The yeah, I mean yeah. it's it's just two tendons. Yeah, and it just rides on the cartilage. That's my thing. I run a lot, and I do long distance hiking, uh, with a, like a forty pound backpack of stuff on, and then but then during the day I'm doing nothing. I'm just sitting, yeah. and the legs are. There, there's nothing and then i'm like oh i'm done immediately start running which is bad <laughs> i don't like oh like i'll stretch my hand I'll stretch my hamstrings and maybe my calves and then immediately i go run and i run up hills so that's like yeah bad which, stress yeah which is gonna take a little bit more on it yeah i mean that's like that's like taking the falcon out after like a month of not driving and hitting the strip yeah like all right let's do some driving where's the drive strip <laughs> okay uh, oh, that f- was Stavros. Is from Greece. You're welcome, Stavros. Hello, glad Greece. To, <laughs> glad to see. You. I'm just making sure I didn't skip anybody. We got Cactus Catastrophe. Was there someone before that? Uh, Audi A6. No, that was the office space things. Scrolling down, scrolling down. Someone asked me uh, what what kind of mileage I get on the Falcon. Uh, with the new rear end, a more gentle rear end, it, it did have 373 gears. Now it has 327 gearing in it. Mm, um, I get about 20 on the highway. So that's oh, that's yeah, like a Subaru with a yeah. four-barrel carburetor. Yeah, that's not bad. Now, that's not me. If I'm going 70, it's drinking a little bit. It's tacking up. Yeah, yeah. But if I'm just out on, I'm doing like 58, 60, like driving old man style in the slow lane, that engine's not turning a whole lot. And th- the biggest thing that, uh, well, the three things that that car has going against it for gas mounts, it's not a getting mileage car. No. Is one, the body is nowhere near aerodynamic. Even though, like all those old cars that were drawn, a hand drew that shape. Mm-hmm. It looks, wow, this actually looks aerodynamic. And they kind of, it, no, it isn't. No. Aerody- aerodynamics doesn't look like what aerodynamics looks like. No, yeah. And, <laughs> Almost the opposite. Look yeah. at a Formula One car. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then look at a rocket ship. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, two, it's a carburetor, and they're, un- unless you're talking motorcycles, they're never great. And three is the rear gearing. Like back in the day, um, they just went, they just changed the rear gearing based on what you wanted the car to be. The four-speed AOD that it has in it is it does have an overdrive gear. So if I went down to like 308 gearing, mm. 
it'd be a dog, but I'd probably <laughs> get like 24 <laughs> on the highway. In town, the thing just drinks because it's not a lockup torque converter. And when you're in town, every single stoplight with that car, you kind of want to go <laughs> as you go away. It's it's like it's like turbos. All you want to do is spool and dump and spool and dump. Oh, what else is it on there? Mm. The, the, yeah, like the Gen 4 on the highway, you know, generally gets high 20s. Yeah. You know, if you're driving normal. But most guys who have 300 horsepower MR2s aren't driving normal. <laughs> they see a guy next to them, they put their foot down. <laughs> They're in town. They would get 25, 26, 27 miles a gallon. Yeah. If you're not on boost all the time. <laughs> you know. Uh, Drunken Monk says, when was the last time you talked to <laughs> that's mr2 reference okay uh drunken monk uh thanks for the five bucks um i haven't talked to backtash well let's see he was basically he was sued out of existence over five years ago maybe it's more than that is this a sordid tale uh well i don't know if it's sorted it's very common very common knowledge in the mr2 world uh, uh but that's not to say common knowledge <laughs> anywhere else uh he was a guy who was i i think a a, a skilled fabricator and didn't quite have a handle on uh, money management and uh, managing expectations on customers when it came to uh, wait time. Uh, uh, and effectively, from what I know, I was not friends with Backtash. I don't know him personally. I just knew him, you know, professionally, very peripherally. You know, we never did any business with him. But effectively, he took a bunch of money from a bunch of people. I believe intending to make the parts. And they got tired of waiting and he still hadn't made them. So to my knowledge, a bunch of people sued him. And so he shut it down. Huh? Uh, I don't know what happened after that. I don't mm -hmm. know if anybody got money. I don't know where he is right now, but yeah, I mean, he was one of the early pioneers in, on a lot of things, mm -hmm. uh, you know, so credit where credit's due, uh -huh. but unfortunately, you know, sometimes uh, the pioneers are the ones that end up with the arrows in their back. Oh, that's a good line through maybe his fault. I don't know. 100% which way the blame went, but I'm sure it wasn't 100% one way or the other. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, he took a bunch of money. He didn't ultimately deliver all those parts. That sucks. Well, uh, nope. Thank you for your donation. Nope. Uh, would you feel comfortable doing a fan happy hour? I don't know what that means, and it probably means I'm going to be hungover. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be my first guess. Oh. <laughs> also, where does nope live? <laughs> right. If are you aware where we are? <laughs> yeah, we are... Stanhope, New Jersey is in the middle of well, eh, it is farmland. It's 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 There's out plenty there. of farmland. And out here we're also in farmland. Yep, it's just yep. uh, out here you gotta go to the state store. And oh, but Mr. I can, Queasy made some I uh, made a reference. Uh which window? Left uh, yours or left, mine? Left window. Just uh up Scroll just up. one one tap. Um Thanks, pick up is easy to every thirty. Or MX five next summer after I sell my eighty nine Regal well played. Is your eighty nine Regal on twenty two inch wheels? <laughs> uh the official car of going back to the bathroom to wipe. <laughs> That's funny. Uh yeah, I mean I've done that. <laughs> been there. Uh ZZW thirty and, and MX five, not nearly as similar as people think they are. Uh just FYI. One, the MX five has a trunk. Uh the ZZW thirty does not. Uh and two, you know, if you have an MX five, I expect you may or may not be involved in the hair industry. Mm. Uh, whereas if you have a DZW30, you clearly aren't concerned with what uh, anybody thinks. Mm. <laughs> but you enjoy an amazing chassis. Yeah. Because it's a phenomenal chassis. It's great. Just not that good looking and not fast stock. But no. slow can be fixed. 
not that great looking can be fixed. Yeah. Doesn't take a whole lot to make them decent looking. But handling wise, a ZW30 will will embarrass an MX5 of similar vintage. Right. That's we're talking early. We're 2000s. talking early 2000s here. 2000 2005. Right. You know, that was that was and, not the heyday of the Miata. And you can't you can't compare <clears throat> it's the NB Miatas that are good. But you can't compare a ZZW30 to the turbo Miata that they made. Once you introduce force induction, the Miata just stands on it. Yeah, the Mazda gone, speed. Gone. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that's an unfair comparison. My poop comes from my butt. Thank you from <laughs> thank you for your donation. <laughs> what is your opinion on buying used first model year cars? Ah, ooh, good question. Looking to buy a 2015 to 2019 WRX STI, and I've been told first years are full of issues. Well, as Justin Burnass said, um, the fir- the pioneers get hours in their backs. Um, I. <sighs> Are you going to have a backup car, a beater, for when you have to be Johnny on the spot with the uh, recalls? Because they happen now. Mm. Didn't used to be this way. But now that's just part of being the first one on your block with something new. Uh, You need to be on point with the NHAS national institute for highway safety yeah, NH- when they NHS issue right? yeah. when they issue those recalls NH- NHIS? NHS? Yeah. i think so yeah NHIS, something like that yeah you have to write down the recalls you need to print them out and have a good relationship with the guy at the parts counter uh at the dealership i'm guessing you're buying new um to say here you, you're doing the work you're doing your parts guys work for them which makes them like you and makes them finish your car so you print out the recalls and say, here it is, um, fix it. And you can, if you have your VIN of your, you can call them and check to see if your car has been done. Um, you can call, say, Subaru of North America and check if the recall was performed in your car. Of mm-hmm. course, if you're, you're the owner, you, of course, know. If you're the first owner, you know it hasn't been done. And it's got to go back for these recalls. And then you got to make sure you have a good dealership that's actually doing the recalls. Uh, <laughs> you just touched on the point there. Yeah. A couple of my old mechanics uh, worked for dealers before that. And uh, the stories were not lacking in terms of, you know, anything. I mean, like, obviously, you got a lot of people. you got a lot of dealers have, you know, a handful of master techs spending on the dealer. And then mostly kids straight out of tech school. Yeah. And, you know, supervision may or may not be there. I mean, obviously, you have all levels of quality of dealer, just like anything else. But the stories they told and the things that the guys got away with and kept their jobs was the surprising thing to me. Not that it happened, uh, but that they, that they kept their jobs. Uh, And particularly like with recall stuff. I mean, like with Toyota, the MR2 for reasons I still don't know because I've never seen one have a problem, but the MR2 had an airbag recall. <clears throat> no idea why i've seen them deploy many times saving the lives of their occupants mm-hmm. my brother was one of them hmm. um a customer of ours was another one um but to this day if you go to toyota with your mr2 and ask for the airbag recall they will do it at no charge the tundras they will still replace your frame at no nice. charge the early 2000s tundras nice. like that 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 never goes away most manufacturers are not like that uh i know you know i've heard different varying stories of like nissan for say or something like that yeah like you you go in and uh like my uh 
Forrester had a Subaru uh, recall for lower control arms. Mm-hmm. And I got both of them replaced over at Steve Moore. Shout out to them. They've been nice to me. Let me come over and film at their dealership. Um, big shout out to uh, Kenneth Fight, their marketing director, who's a fan of ours. <clears throat> um, but yeah, he told stories about how people would come in and for these recalls and they'd, they'd bill Subaru for their time for the time, whatever, it's like a two and a half hour job, they'd get mm-hmm. that money and they, they wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they'd paint the part, just yeah. spray black paint on it. Oh yeah, so it looks, all, kinds yeah. Of, all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah. So what you got to do is that if it's a part that you can get to, get a drift chisel and a hammer. <laughs> just find a spot that you can't see. You just go, dunk! Put a nice gash right there. If you come back and that thing's still there, you know you got someone tried to rook you. That's a quality recommendation right there. That's just like the old race car trick of you put paint marks on where on all your hardware when you tighten it. Yeah. And then after you come back from the track, you check your paint marks. Ah. They moved. Something needs to be tightened. <laughs> <laughs> and odds are they moved. Uh there was a couple guys up in the feed. Um uh you're good down down a little bit more. Down. Uh, would down. you trust Pet Boys for car repair? Uh, what no. kind of car do you have? It's the Costanza. Uh, I mean, no. if you have like a Toyota Corolla or like a Chevy Sonic, no. you know, I, I don't know how much could you do wrong, but I've heard stories. So I don't, I even, I don't, even, I don't even trust yeah. those things for oil changes. Yeah. I mean, I've never been to one physically yeah. just at all yeah. uh, because I've never had a car that would go there. And obviously my cars, you know, are worked on by, by my guys. Um, somebody had an interesting question about, oh, Drunk Monk hit, hit it on the head. About back tash, he bit off more than he could chew. Yeah, I I would say I would say you're probably right. Uh, there was one below him though. Uh, oh yeah, it's right below him, Jordan Bell. What's well, a cool scroll? Le- left screen or my notch. or left my... screen? Left screen. <sighs> Excuse me. What's well, a cool American car with a manual I can get get for less than six k, other than a Mustang or a Camaro? Moving to the U.S. soon. Where are you now, Jordan Bell? Yeah. Uh, like, what are your references here? What's a, a cool, what's a cool um, car to you? <laughs> a cool American, American car, car have to be made by an American company? <laughs> right. <laughs> or just be a domestic car in America. Right. Yeah. Uh, do you what want be a your station wagon? Six grand for an American. Let's call it American muscle car of some kind. Okay. If I want a cheap car, an American car with a stick shift, it has to be made with a stick shift because one of the coolest ones I've ever driven was a Buick Roadmaster where someone put a T56 into it <laughs> just coming right out of the carpet. That thing was a blast. <laughs> it was still running the LT, LTV8, the old ones uh, from like the, the, the late 80s and the early mm-hmm. 90s mm-hmm. before the LS. Yep. That thing was amazing. This no, is a big bad motor. boat with a six-speed right here. Six-speed bench seats. And yeah. Uh, yeah. he had a cut. He had a cut some of the foam out of the bench seat and then just wrapped it around so you could pull it back enough. It was a blast. But they don't make those because that's the... All right. Uh, someone is saying, ooh, six grand for a neon SRT. Um, Are there still some of them on the road? Uh, I thought they all blew up. Occasionally, you'll run into a bone stock one. Bruce Hen says, you, you run into a neon SRT and the SRT4, and if it's bone stock, it'll run. But those engines are made to make 250 horsepower. Mm-hmm. No more. Yeah. You want to make those things sing, you're talking money, money. Yeah. It's like... And I had I knew guys back in the the uh, early 2000s when the MR2s were only like you know 10 years old, the turbo yeah. cars. 
uh, the, the SW20s, and they had SRT4s running 19 pounds of boost. Yeah. And they were making, like, close to 300 wheel. Yeah. But not for very long. No. <laughs> they were quick until they weren't. It's like the early <laughs> 2000s of, of uh, the WRXs. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just get a boost controller. <laughs> Uncle Rodney, you know. <laughs> um, that that's an interesting question. A, a, a cool American stick shift car for under six grand. Uh, uh, oh, just Jordan Bell says he lives in the UK. So okay, um, I'm guessing from the UK version of the United States, you want your version of what we think British cars are. Because I just think like old Jags and stuff, and I TR6s. think Tweed. Yeah. yeah, I just think of anything that says Morris on it. Yeah, I or want Morgan. it to be cloudy. <laughs> I want rain coming in. Yes. I want all the stereotypes. So you want the American experience for six grand with a manual transmission, not a Mustang or Camaro, but not a Mustang. That's the answer. Or... <laughs> the answer is a Fox body. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, but that's I mean, why he said that. Fun. He obviously has looked. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that there, there's a reason that you know those two names. Yeah. Uh, you know, would would I buy a Mustang or a Camaro? Well, no, but I'm a Toyota guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's probably not fair. Uh, right. You know, they are, but they are the quintessential American muscle car for that dollar. Like, how back do we want to go? Because we can look in uh, stuff that isn't a Fox platform. Because I went to other things and immediately thought in my head, and yeah, it's no, still, still a Fox yeah, platform. Yeah, 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 nope, still the same. Still okay, the same. Uh, we'll think about that. But in the meantime, Drunken Monk, thank you for your donation, That's says... Uh, second, second one from him. I oh. think he was the one who asked about Backdash. Ooh. Oh, I think. you answered that one. I yeah. think, yeah. Um, RCR, I, I can give you a... <laughs> can hug. I give you? Can I give you a hug for your SVX review? Also, um, I guess you can. Also, please do another one so the price can stop tanking. <laughs> what do you mean, stop tanking? Is it is it well, going I just, down still? I just called it. Look, this is amazing, and it's and it's fun, and it's and it's interesting. But we only got the automatics. They're a weak transmission, and good luck with parts. It for what you get. I don't think they're worth. You gotta really love being weird. To own one of those things because you're not getting horsepower you're not really getting prestige um only other weird subaru people are going to care about it and most not super most subaru people don't care about the svx no because they had to be our age i i knew yeah. a woman who had one new in maroon Ooh. and i was like oh look at that the doors look like a lamborghini countach yeah i was like that's amazing i was like it's a subaru incredible and then i drove it and i was like oh eh. that's you could have a 300 ZX and go faster for the same money. Yes. And be just as well built on this. Probably better. Yes. Yeah. Though, just don't have to work on it. Because I had a, a Z32 twin turbo. And yeah. You can't do anything. People oh. think mid-engine cars like MR2s are hard to work on. Nah. <laughs> nah. Uh, a Z32 300 ZX, in my experience, the pinnacle of an really? unmanageable engine bay. It's just 10 pounds of you-know-what in a 5-pound bucket. Can you can you change the oil logically? That's pretty much it yeah um, like if you want to change spark plugs uh yeah plugs you gotta take like the whole to hold manifold off the whole intake manifold uh, off i mean it's a v6 oh and it's twin turbo v6 you know it's like v6s are just inherently wrong oh wait you know, again packaging compromises. that's right there's one sitting at bruce hens the engine's still on the stand mm-hmm. the guy wants 700 wheel 
Now, those were not bad motors. God, you can make 400 wheel on them all, all day long. Like, that was very yeah. easy on them. That was like 250 wheel on an MR2. Yeah. Um, but mine was like black on black, 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 black. Yeah. Like, it was it was bone stock, bought it from an old guy. Yeah. And it was a really nice touring car. But mm -hmm. I also had my 93 Turbo MR2 mm -hmm. at the time, which is not a touring car. Mm-hmm. More so than maybe a Lotus Elise, but yeah. not compared to the 300ZX was it was it was a grand it was a grandpa it was a grandpa car. It was really nice at it though. My dad loved it. Yeah, he was like, "Oh, this is so comfortable, and <laughs> relaxing." I'm like, yeah, that's why it's boring. <laughs> but I was also like 24. Yeah, now I'm not 24, so exactly. I'd probably enjoy it more now. But it was it was like slop to drive. Like in terms of just steering, stock for steering stock against was, an MR2 was not good. Oh, and rolled and uh, it was heavy. I mean. Wasn't that heavy? It was like thirty-three hundred pounds or whatever. But yeah. but it damn it looked good though. Mm. Ugh. First time I saw one of those, and that was like all those the flush tail lights, like that yeah. single panel. Yeah, like oh, <laughs> that was like strong pornography back then. God, this computer white pearl, you know. <laughs> that that was back in the age when they did ads for it, and they just wrote the word computers. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah. And then you um, hit the hit the radio, and the voice comes on. Hello, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> That's, Left that's door early. is that's open. <laughs> Left. Iced Ink, thank you for your generous donation. Greetings from Dallas. Any hints for what cars we will see at the Harris Hill Part D? Harris Hill. Okay. You will see Classic American. You will see... Um, we're, go um, we're going to Nashville. Uh, not Nashville. Uh, Austin in like three weeks. Four weeks, middle middle of next month, hmm. and we got four cars lined up to drive around Harris Hill Raceway, oh, um, sweet. which is a private racetrack near San Marcos, Texas. It's the best kind of racetrack. Yeah, <clears throat> you can kind of do what you want there. Yeah. Yeah, there's that's how Monticello is up in New York. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's it, it's like quarter million dollars a year to belong to it. But whoa, one of my one of my really wealthy uh, racing buddies uh, belonged there for a little while, and I mean, you can just do whatever you want. I mean, Harris Hill is like twenty grand a year. Yeah, I know that's more than ten times. Yeah, <laughs> but um, it's Monticello. Mm. Mm. Sounds like hors d'oeuvres. <laughs> Monticello. What's their duvers? Is there? How's their uh, track clubhouse? <clears throat> uh, I've never actually been in it. Been oh. in it. When I was up there, it was for a lemons race, so uh -huh. they didn't let you in. Oh, you're riffraff. Oh. You know, so you're not allowed in the nice places. Um, but uh, but it was a fun track. I mean, they had like multiple different layouts. A long layout was like. 4.1 miles or something. I mean, oh, wow. Massive. Right. Harris Hill's uh, kind of small. Very cool. Yeah, it was very cool. Very cool. We have Classic American. We have uh, early 90s Toyota. We have a commercial vehicle. <laughs> it's a food truck. <laughs> <laughs> well, because on it's helping us out. The, uh, the, uh, sports and fitness company so we're driving their food truck um that would make sense <laughs> um and then the fourth car is ah uh swedish again 90s so so it's 90s 90s 60s commercial mm. yeah mm. so uh, everything i think with the exception of the american car everything is technically oh everything is a wagon going around because my point is like i had some nice stuff 
there's a bunch of MR2 people in Austin who's like, mm, drive mine around the track. And half of it is they want, they want to get on a Harris Hill, too. That's right. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, if I could drive, maybe you could drive a little bit. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, but my point is I wanted stuff inappropriate yeah. for the track. Um, well, that's the best kind of stuff. Also, the most fun stuff to drive. Like when you did the Park Avenue. Park Avenue. Come on, so could there be a fun. less appropriate car for the yeah. track? <laughs> and like all the track guys, guys who work there were gathering around this oh, Park Avenue oh, from yeah. 90. <laughs> that gets the eyeballs. Not another Ferrari. Oh, Not another Miata. Yeah. You know. My favorite shot was like F- Ferrari, McLaren <laughs> stuff. And then this like 93 Park Avenue, just like, yeah. Watch me roll. <laughs> they see me rolling. Yeah. Oh, I got to touch on one guy here. Okay. Uh, Maddox RC, MR2 doesn't weigh 3,300 pounds. What are you saying, man? Yes, that's the Z32, uh, 300ZX. No, the MR2, even full fat in 95, uh, was barely kissing 3,000 pounds. But uh, Jay Crispy Kilpatrick had my back on that one. Uh, he clarified. Thank you. I appreciate that, Jay Crispy Kilpatrick. Uh, can I bring a baggage cart? on Harris Hill. Can I bring a baggage car? Tony Richardson. Well, if you can steal one from the airport, <laughs> that, that'd be fun. Um, they're interested to see if the uh, the food truck has gets the slowest track time around their track. There are two current slowest track times around Harris Hill. One is a car, and the other one is one of those like Polaris ATV four seaters that really is the lowest one of like 10 minutes (laughs) (laughs) um uh the 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 real slowest one i think is their uh it's like a ford no i think it's a suburban a chevy suburban that they use as their tow rig they just have the big meat hooks on it that tows cars out of the hay bales. Uh, yeah. That's their thing. And so it actually it drives pretty well. It's, it's the slowest one that goes around. But I mean, <laughs> pretty well meaning you didn't die. Yeah. So <laughs> the food truck we're hoping is going to be slower. I don't know who's going to drive that <clears throat> thing. I think we're going to. I, I think we're going to have to give it to Monica Harrison, an instructor, because I don't know who's going to freaking drive this. Thing, have the bravery to drive this around. Um, oh, we got a guy, uh, Derek Cleverly. Hey, Mr. Regular, I've got a 93 Toyota Soarer. I imported a couple. Oh, he just bumped up. Uh, there he is. Uh, wait, did I lose it? Where did I lose it? There we go. Uh, I've got yes. a 93 Toyota Soarer. I imported. Are you just just in under the line? Are we 93s now we can have? Uh, yes. I yeah, incorporated we're, we're 18 now. As long as it's got to be 25 years manufacture date. Okay. Um, but yeah, we did a one jz swap on a domestic sc300 um okay with that was with the later one he has the pre-vv the non-vvti we had the vvti mm-hmm. um 2j um because that's how they came over there that was the soar it was the that was actually the 1j hmm. um which i correction that's what we did on the sc was the 1j out hmm. of a soar um but that's it's a supra it's a supra with with a different body on it oh uh, but you know with the 1j versus the 2j so Technically, power-wise, once you start modifying them, not really that much in the difference until you mm-hmm. have the crazy horsepower. But probably like your, it looks like a grandpa car. It's yeah. nice looking, but it's not like obvious. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But value-wise, 
you have a you have a Supra. Nice. You know, it's mechanically, you know, effectively a Supra. Um, Do you want to review it? It was a question. Derek, uh, cool car. year make model city state regular cars at gmail.com. That's all you got to do. Nice buy, Derek. A drunken monk. A drunken monk is a hard, his hardcore. North Florida had a great MR2 falling around 2010-ish, but everyone faded away eventually. Yes. I don't know a lot of... I mean, we have customers in Florida, obviously, but in terms of active guys, I don't know a lot in Florida anymore either. They're there. Uh, but because obviously in Florida, you know, you drive yeah. the MR2 pretty often. Uh, but that's a, that's a good point. So he's... Drunken Monk is from, from, from back in the day. And then it's the Costanza again. What if Toyota brought back the MR2? Yeah, they've been talking about this forever. Uh, They have to make it meet safety standards. Mm -hmm. They'd have to make it meet pedestrian safety standards. Mm -hmm. It would have a bulbous nose. Mm -hmm. It would ride way too high. It would have a big ass. It wouldn't be an MR2. (sighs) Yeah, I mean, you you can't. What engine does Toyota have, like, right now well they don't but if you're on the super vein where you just take a bmw and slap a you know a super mm-hmm. body on it and a badge i mean yeah i mean how do you do that with an mr2 well you know bmw does not have a mid-engine car anymore not since the m1 mm-hmm. <laughs> back oh, in the wow. 70s um but yeah I, I i don't think they can bring it back and have it be an mr2 they could do something cool um but doing a mid-engine car at a at a at a moderate price range which right. the mr2 was expensive for its day but it wasn't insane like the supra was right um i, ju- I just don't see the, ec- the economics for it like they're a, you know they're the biggest car company in the world like they're not bothered with uh you know uh, us peons right. <laughs> and our mr2s i'm very bothered with them but <laughs> they gave us they gave us the the toyota brew because they already they like look we got an engine here we'll make this but they didn't have to make an engine mm-hmm. they it, it's a weird well you know how they did that deal right no i didn't with the 86 no <clears throat> the deal was that toyota said all right subaru we want to do an, an interesting rear wheel drive car and they were like i'm confused <laughs> why are you talking to us about a rear wheel drive car like hear me out i want to do an interesting rear wheel drive car it's going to be twenty five thousand dollars or less it's going to have a, it's going to have a boxer motor you know, it's going to be one, of, you know, not one of their normal motors because that was a bespoke motor. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, and it's going to be, and we're gonna, we're gonna bankroll it. Go to work. So that's why everything says Subaru on it. It is a Subaru. Mm. There's nothing Toyota about that car besides technically it was direct and port injection, mm. and the direct injection was Toyota's contribution mechanically. Mm. That was it. That was the contribution. Really. Uh, and then the other rule was, oh, by the way, Subaru, we as Scion back when it came out mm-hmm. um now defunct uh it, we are we have we sell twice as many as you do uh so that was one of the, but we will bankroll the build we'll bankroll all the marketing oh uh, okay so do your engineering thing yeah because we're toyota what do we know about engineering uh <laughs> you know and but i mean to, to subaru's credit mm-hmm. dynamically mm-hmm phenomenal car slow yes admittedly but you can bolt that on you can bolt on power yeah um but so good looking ridiculously amazing to drive Mm -hmm. like i would say that's the closest thing to a modern mr2 that i have driven in spirit obviously the engine is in the wrong place yeah but in terms of drivability and handling and forgiveness at the limit it's not in the wrong place right it's in the right place right (laughs) yeah the mr2 is in the wrong place if you want to don't want to have consequences right you know <laughs> uh i mean it's just the, it's the, a the larger it's a larger miata That's yeah how but i, I think way way better to drive 
Booyah. Same year for yeah. same year. Yeah. Because I've driven both hard, same It's a legit same hard top. Year. It's a real deal car. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, but, and also, I mean, yeah, nothing against Miata. It's obviously a phenomenally good car. Mm. And they've sold millions and millions, so it doesn't mm. matter what I say. Mm -hmm. But the 86 dynamically way better and aesthetically, obviously. Just really good looking. That's where we differ, but. You don't like, the, you don't like the 86 look? I think it's too aggressive. Interesting. See, that's what I liked about it. The yeah. balls of making it that aggressive. Because ah. neither Subaru or Toyota really do that. Yeah. Now Lexus has gotten really aggressive. Maybe I'm stuck in like. 1993 where I, well, liked, yes. I, I, I <laughs> like everything curved out. Yes, yes, yes. It's the opposite of that. It was yeah. very contemporary, mm. which I was which I was impressed with. Mm. You know, just the idea of it. Like the current Lexus grills. Yeah. They're but they're but mm. they're they're at least, mm. you know, like there's there's non-design mm. and then there's pretty and then there's ugly. Toyota, these predator Toyota has always been non-design. Yeah. That's now like not everyone's cup of tea, but if your audience is everyone, your audience is no one. Like pick ah. an audience and then make them like it. Ah. Everyone is not going to own a Porsche 911. No. But people who own Porsche 911s mm -hmm. love Porsche 911s. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that is true. Add Doom. Thank you for waiting. I have four classic cars and a modern car. Would you be interested in doing RCR New Hampshire? Yeah, sure. Send me an email. I haven't been up to New England in a long, long time. Uh, it's it, it's something after my questionable maybe knee surgery once everything gets sorted again with like my savings account we'll figure something out I've been meaning to try to come to Boston but you can't really film there wonder how close he is to Thompson Motor Speedway hmm. or New Hampshire Motor Speedway sorry Thompson is in Connecticut um, we used to race up there with lemons that was a cool track I don't know what they do in off time but right if I can find a way on to it. See, the thing about Harris Hill is that we're filming there and we don't have to pay anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'll, That's the best way to film. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll write off a plane ticket there yeah. to go hang out. Um, I wonder, though. I mean, I've never been in your position. I wonder I wonder what would happen if you called New Hampshire Motor Speedway. It's like, hey, this is, this is who I am. This is what I do. Yeah. You know, if I brought these cars, would you be interested in, you know, like, comping me, you know, the two track, hours the track fee you know i mean like if you did it on like a random weekday like they don't do anything on the track like yeah. tracks are ghost towns but when we're filming there for the first time there'd be a few people out mm -hmm. now we had a film with other people on the track but at once at most i gave a point by to somebody every other lap yeah i mean that's otherwise it was just yeah. yeah yeah like at a track day if you're not in one of the fastest cars on the track you're pointing by every 30 seconds yeah you, know? yeah. <laughs> you got 50 guys in a run group on a two-mile track, you know, yeah. at Pocono or, you know, <laughs> NJMP. Uh, 836 says, I am renting a car this weekend, and I'm going through PA to Pittsburgh. Would you be interested in maybe doing a review on it? No, no clue what it would be. Uh, thank you so much for your donation. I get these questions often. Uh, the I'm coming through Pennsylvania can mean many different things. It's a big state. Yeah, we are... Now, as compared to out west, we're small, but it's still five hours from border to border. Um, and it's like the New York border from here is like two and a half hours. Mm -hmm. So, and um, I'm afraid not, 386. I'm sorry. Because um, then you never know what's going to happen on the interstate. There's going to be accidents. And... Uh, like what if it's a car I already reviewed and I'll be like, oh, here's another Camry mm -hmm. or Nissan Versa if it's a rental car. Right. Well, I haven't reviewed a Versa yet. Mm. 
I got to, I'll probably review Tony Richardson's Tony airlines. He he's, we've had him on the podcast once before. He's, oh, yeah? uh, he's 26 years old, already a captain. Really? On an airline. Was uh, he in the military before that? It was not. Interesting. Cause I know a lot of guys who yeah. made that transition cause you're already, you're about, yeah. you know, this guy went this to high school. Yeah. Like you talk to him, and like when I, That's when, a young captain, he says he gets. Are you old enough to fly? Because he's got a baby face. Got too. A baby, that makes it worse. Yeah, seventeen. Yeah, <laughs> um, but you talk to him, and he has that pilot's demeanor. Like if 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 you got a like X-ray vision and tried to look at what was going through his mind, it's just one big thumbs up. <laughs> it's like this is a guy with no problems, no emotional hangups, no baggage. I fly planes. <laughs> things are all right in my world like wow and what's your hobby kayaking it's like i like to go out on the lake it's like everything about you is normal it's so freaky being around you you have no perversions at all does he have the the awesome uh captain's voice for the announcements uh excuse me passengers it uh, isn't that here. deep no um no. He, i mean i've heard him like rattle off how they rattle off stuff really fast and mm-hmm. he does do that it has a higher voice i want him to like read stuff off in a pilot voice but i will have to put a filter on it to make it sound like it's coming through that dumb speaker that's up ahead <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. uh listen dog it was bolder 19 19- oh my poop comes on up listen dog it was bolder 1994 i just moved there from north bogan new jersey i can't i can't really do joey diaz look i'm not very good at that sort of voice coming out here listen here cocksuckers look <laughs> It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday, middle of the week. We're out here slinging dick with three hands. <laughs> I miss seeing him at like the Pax Casino or something. He was in Philly last weekend. Oh yeah. Uh, Joey Diaz, bust out laughing. It's amazing. Um, listen, dog was bold in 1994. I just set a hooker's wig on fire and did two lines of coke. <laughs> Joey Diaz is amazing. Murray Mac and Chack and Sock and Sock. Man, man, I enjoy y'all butchering butchering my last name. Uh, Cheers. And and we also butchering butchering. Yeah. Enjoy us butchering butchering. (laughs) Speaking of cheers, I would like to sample the Glenfiddich 15. Here we go. Here we go. This is a spirit recommended to me by Justin Burnash, who is surprised that uh, it was being sold so cheaply in the state store. Very, very exciting. My scotch days are not usually met with pleasant uh, surprises on lower cost. I think this is uh, on one of the few top shelf bottles of this would be uh, scotch. Topish, yeah. I mean, normally this is a ninety dollar ninety dollar bottle. Yeah, you uh, bought it for fifty. Yeah, like fifty eight on sale. Yeah, like it's basically free. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it was Nick Roman who got us, who got me into sampling scotch because before that, my only like liquor that I would drink uh, would be just gin and tonics or gin martinis. That was it. Everything else was just beer. And then one day he he brought by Glen uh, Glen Morey or something like that. Glen Morangay. Glen Morangay. I mean, there's so many Glens. There's like 30 different Glens. But Glen Morangay is a is a is one of the old. And he was names. like, "Try this." And I was like, "Holy shit!" And he's like, "Yeah, you were just drinking crap stuff." Yeah, I mean there there's a lot of uh Thank you, sir. there's a lot of inherent variety built into built into the Scotch game. I mean obviously, you know, they've been around most of them legally they were allowed to form in eighteen sixty four, which is why a lot of them say that as their founding date. 
even though they were in existence way before that. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, scotch is like, I don't know, nowadays of craft beer is probably even bigger variety. But yeah. Scotch is, okay, more probably more like wine. Like, there yeah. are probably thousands, mm-hmm. you know, of them. You te- can't technically call it scotch unless it was made in Scotland. Oh. Otherwise, it's it could be called Scottish whiskey. Okay. Uh, but otherwise, it's whiskey. What does it say on the Glenfiddich? Oh well, this is this is real scotch. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't drink any. Well, actually, you know who makes oh, some of the most. Oh, and this Tomatin said Scotch whiskey. That's right. This is not made in Scotland. Yeah. So interestingly, the some of my favorite whiskeys are Japanese and Taiwanese whiskeys, which are phenomenal. Like Yamazaki is a big Japanese one. Um, uh, Nika is one of my favorite. They do a coffee. Uh, whiskey, strange. So there's coffee bean, um, you know, distilled with it. Uh, it's phenomenal. It is the smoothest whiskey on the planet. And it is. They, and the Japanese, they don't do ages. It's only that's oh. a Scottish thing and American thing. Huh. Um, the the Japanese do not do ages, but they're just like regular, like the Nika. Uh, hmm. I would say is equivalent to like an 18 year old, you know, Scottish whiskey. Yeah. So let me know what you think. This is first time, first tasting. You well, are not kidding. How easy. You're saying it is drinkable. There it is. Yeah. It's it's dangerous. Creamy mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. And the eighteen is is even crazier. Like there's nothing to suggest that it's alcohol. It's way smoother than this. Doesn't have the sweetness, doesn't have the bite of this mm-hmm. of the tomatin. That is nice. It is extremely enjoyable. But so different. Yeah, so different. So different. But that—that's what's interesting about Scotch, though. And just—I mean, whiskey, bourbon. God, you know, damn, that's good. You could spend your entire life <laughs> tasting a different one every single time you buy it, and you wouldn't even make a dent. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Christ, that's amazing. Yeah, I'm glad you like it. Glad you like Thank it. you, uh, Derek Cleverly. Uh, thanks, Mister Regular. Just sent an email to you, September third. Oh, you just did send an email to September 3rd, but I'll send you another one. And Justin, love your MR2s. Thanks, Derek. Appreciate it. Let's see. I think we're down here to bullets. Uh, there we are. Laser disc or eight track? Eight track. Because I used to, I, I bought an next eight, question. I bought an, <laughs> I bought an eight-track player off of Craigslist for thirty dollars because it was built into a console thing weighed two hundred fifty pounds. It was one of those furniture things that had oh, the record player, Jesus, the yeah, radio okay. receiver. It was great. I call it Mister Good Vibes. I took it with me back to grad school when I lived in that apart- <laughs> apartment, <laughs> and uh, God, people just started giving me eight tracks. I had, I have, I think, and I since got rid of this thing. I think I had, I had the band on eight track. I had this weird uh, release of uh, the Mothers of Invention with Yoko Ono. Mm. It was strange. It was noise. I had well, all. Th- I had all things must pass by George Harrison. I had Glenn Rafferty, whatever thing that had. Um, uh, classical gas is that classical gas, Glenn Rafty? No, I'm sorry, Baker Street. There it is. You got me. Um, all this like great '70s stuff, 
and people just handed me shoeboxes of 8-track tapes. And half of them, you put them in, they broke. And that was before I started watching... Uh, 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 um, oh, the British guy who reviews all this stuff. Techmoan. And uh, he talked about repairing those things. Now I've since gotten rid of it. The only piece of audio equipment that's in this room is directly behind the camera is a Philips uh, tape deck or a, a tape console that would fit in a home stereo. I use that to make mixtapes to put in my 88 MR2 Mark 1B. And uh, now since I sold it, it's not doing anything. It's still hooked up to a pair of Sennheiser headphones, so you can listen to, to tape cassettes on it. It does have Dolby A and B noise reduction on it, but I haven't used it since I sold the MR2. Pub Al says, my car is a cassette player. Works great. Glad it does. What you hunting for there? Oh, uh, just uh, since you got the uh, the, the uh, scrolling going on there. Mm -hmm. But I go back. I saw a lot of, okay. uh, of questions. Uh, here we go. This is where I go to current. Dan, nope, nope, nope. would you like a mouse? No, I got it. I got it. Okay. I got it. okay. It is an old computer. Uh, that here was, it was. Uh, John Shalhoub. Uh, recently bought an 89 MR2 because of Mr. Regular. Oh, boy. I hope it was good. Gearing up to do a full body restoration is not a good start. Uh, oh. And some performance upgrades. Any suggestions? Okay. Well, you got to prioritize. Why don't have to restore the body on? Uh, uh, doing a body resto on Mark One is going to be colossally difficult. Um, also because they did rust a lot more than the Mark Twos did. Toyota hadn't quite figured out underbody coating at that point. Uh, yeah, I mean, su suggestions. Restorations are expensive. If you're doing all the work yourself, you're a paint body guy, or you have a buddy that'll do it for like nothing, yeah. and it'll actually get done. Because I know a lot of guys who had buddies that would do it for nothing, and then nothing got done. Yeah. Um. But you know, upgrades on a Mark One, it's it's keep it simple. Uh, I mean, it's always keep it simple. But on a Mark One, I assume it's NA because you don't say it's supercharged. Um, you know, go through all your bushings, nice set of struts and springs, or if you want to get a little crazy, throw on some BC coilovers on there. They do make them. Um, direct bolt on, and nice set of pads and rotors, brake lines. Like that's pretty much it. Like that makes you know uh, wheels and tires, obviously on any car. Uh, you're but, dealing with a light vehicle yeah and a car that isn't going to be fast unless you put a gen 4 in it unless you mark 1.5 it which i don't recommend if you're already doing a restoration your your costs are gonna skyrocket right. what, what about a black top what about a silver top swap i got an email about a black top uh yesterday the day before yeah um i mean guys still do them like i mean yeah it's like you know it's period correct it's not period correct because it was a much later motor yeah um but the reality of the blacktops is NA motors from Japan mm -hmm. are generally in need of like full rebuilds. When they really? Come yeah, because they wring the nuts off them. Okay. And that was a, that was when they were still running conventional oil on most of their motors. Okay. So they're all sludged up. My dad has one in his in his Mark One, and he had to have a full rebuild done. I had two guys try to have us do swaps on them way back in the day when we were when we were working on Mark Ones um, with the Mark Twos, like every now and then, uh, and. He brought the motor, and I was like, don't leave. Pop the valve cover right now, and let's see if you have a usable motor. Mm. Sure enough, completely sludged and caked. I was like, no. you're not. I'm not going to put this in for you because it's not going to work. Mm. Like, if it starts, it's going to start, spin a rod, and then, and then you have one. Uh. Um, like, take it somewhere to have it fully rebuilt, and then maybe I'll talk. But 
you know, like, it's just not worth the work. Like, it's 165 horsepower. Yeah. It's 8,500 RPM redline. Okay. Yes. It's in, in keeping with the character of the car. But a supercharged car with 145 horsepower is way faster. Yeah. Because uh, it's got torque. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's not a cheap motor to put in. Like, say you get one you don't have to rebuild. Still $2,000 motor. Yeah. You got to rebuild it more than double that. Yeah. You know, like, now you're at Gen 4 Mark 1.5 money, <laughs> and you have half the power. Uh, and none of the reliability. Like, yeah. it's an ancient motor. You can't get any parts for them. Like, I can get uh, timing components for them. That's pretty much it. Really? But, like, the ECUs go bad all the time because they're old. Mm-hmm. Can't replace them. Uh, it's 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 an unmaintainable you know setup, which is why I usually tell guys can, not to do can it. I do a mega squirt? Oh, the mega squirt is bane of my existence. <laughs> uh, in, in my in my experience, which is what my opinion is based on, not just an opinion mm-hmm. of work of being involved with a thousand MR2s being repaired, swapped, worked on, what have you, built um, standalone ECUs on MR2s are going to be become massively expensive because you can't run on a base map like you can but you're not supposed to and a lot of guys blow their motors that way mm-hmm. uh and a mega squirt no tuner is going to touch because it's not a real standalone mm. it's a diy it's you know i don't have anything against them because i just don't use standalones altogether because reliability goes out the window mm-hmm. you don't have a factory toyota put millions of dollars into their ecu tuning to make it safe yeah and work. Yeah. Performance was a bonus. Mm-hmm. Bonus on a Gen 4, they gave it more performance. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like, I can make 350 wheel unopened just with a turbo on a Gen 4. But to go to 400 wheel, I got to do a built motor, a big turbo, a standalone, a fuel mm-hmm. system. Like, you just quadrupled your investment for the next 50 wheel. Now, you can go to another 100, 200 wheel, you know, at that point. Yeah. But most of those cars never even run. Mm-hmm. Like, there are guys out there that did it. And they probably have 20, 30 grand in their engine bay. Yeah. And and now you have an unusable amount of power in a Toyota. Like, right. it's an MR2. 350 wheels a lot in our cars. You drove yeah. a 300 wheel car. Yeah, that was. It's I, exactly I, stabbed it, I stabbed it once, and it was like, this thing's going, it's not stopping. Mm-hmm. Like, this is more than any normal person can, can want. You can take that on a lonely road in Mexico, just open that thing up and have the time of your life. And that, and that, yeah. actually, not even that setup, just a stock turbo setup for the first two years when we were beta testing the Gen 4 mm-hmm. before we put it out to the public as a swap, mm-hmm. we raced it against my Ferrari Porsche buddies. Oh, nice. And now, I mean, these are road cars, Porsche yeah. guys. There were some prep track cars, yeah. like real serious stuff. Yeah. But the Ferraris and the Lambos, they're just street cars. They're just guys driving them. They're mm-hmm. not having any particular amount of talent mm-hmm. um, in most cases. But the, 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 the reality of just a 250 wheel Gen 4 MR2 yeah. on slicks, coilovers, and some race pads. Yeah. Like, I would just destroy everyone <laughs> except, in, except on the straightaway. Yeah. And if they let me by, like they're supposed to, because I'm all over them in the infield, yeah. they wave me by after the second corner, I'm gone. <laughs> because I'm driving a road car. Yeah. Even a guy like Gardo with 500 horsepower, it's still road car. It's on road tires, on road brakes. Mm. Give me one hot lap in that car, I will, I will tear the brakes right off it. Oh. It will be on fire. Uh, and your pedal will go to the floor. Like yeah. they're they're street brakes. It doesn't matter how awesome they are. They're street brakes. Mm. Race brakes and slicks on any car, it transforms the car. It's almost unrecognizable. Uh, and the MR2, it helps subdue a lot of the tendencies. It's mm-hmm. so sticky on slicks that you're not uh-huh. that snap oversteer. You almost can't get it to oversteer. Really? Like except on throttle, like off throttle, coming in with good amounts of grip on the back, the car wants to understeer because there's no weight over the front end. Uh-huh. It's like a 911. 
Oh. Yeah, like those cars, the problem is the turn-in at speed when you have really sticky rear tires. Huh. Uh, but yeah. But I have to find a way to get you on the Smoking Tire podcast. Well, just, just... more. I think more more, more immediate uh, fun scenario. Uh, would you like to come to one of my uh, one of my rich friend's uh, track days? Yee. Because ye. you can go in there. I mean, you could, you could film the whole event. You could film multiple cars. Uh, there are no regular cars there. To be fair, uh-huh. uh, they're irregular cars, uh, but it's some of the most fun you can have. And yeah. you know, I'll take care of everything. Uh, we can, you know, we can go together. I'll introduce you to all my buddies, yeah. my fancy cars, and they'll just let you drive them. Like they're like the nicest guys in the world. Yeah. I mean, trust me. Ah, like I taught half of them how to drive. So, uh, it, and it's at Pocono. Is this? It's mm-hmm. at, oh, it's at Pocono Raceway. Uh, can you? I just, mean, they do it at NJP too. But that's way too far for you. Is this like an event where you can just drive anything up there on the track? Uh, or does a guy pass called, tech? It's called. It used to be called Boys with Toys. Mm-hmm. Um, now I think they call it something else more like not weird sounding. Yeah. Um, but they're it's at Pocono. Everything is is self tech. And NJP they actually do tech. Okay. But at Pocono, literally, you rent the track and everything's on you. You got to hire the workers. You got to pay the you got to pay the insurance. Like when you rent the entire track, which is what they do, and then there's like fifty of us there. Yeah. Um, like it's it. You can bring whatever you want, but. If you run the beginner, if you run the beginner group, you could put anything on the track. Okay. If you're going to run intermediate or advanced, you need to be in a fast car or have an extremely fast driver. Like I could take an intermediate car in the advanced and not be a nuisance. Yeah. But I will be waving guys by regularly because they're going to be in six hundred horsepower supercars. I just want to get some pictures of the Falcon going around a track. I'll point everybody by. I just want to la di da around this thing because well, you tire rack it. does those does those track day night things all the time for free. Tire rack. Yeah. Oh. Wow. I bet you they do them at Pocono regularly. In fact, I'm sure they do because MR2 guys do them all the time. Really? In fact, I should I should uh, I should hook you up with uh, uh, Kyle Brown. Um, he has he was actually at one of your one of your regular car meets. Oh yeah, I think two years ago with Shit. Luke. Uh, he has a red MR2 with a Gen 4, one of the earlier Gen 4s. Did he have one of the? Um... I remember this guy in a red MR2 had T tops, mm-hmm. and. I remember in my mind looking at his steering wheel and thought, is that off of a Logitech flight simulator? It was one of those circa 2002. He probably has a small steering wheel on it. It it, it had like the cut flat bottom. Yeah, I mean, he races that car nonstop. Okay. He's been tracking. That I'm not car. knocking the wheel, but it just there was no, just no, something no. that looked in my mind that that's well, you're like that. Wheels. Obviously, doesn't that's obviously not from the car. Yeah. Um, Excuse me. Yeah. No, he has been. We built that car for him. Oh man, that's probably four years ago now. It had the same exhaust as the red one. The red one has a Burke. Kyle has a Motoria. Oh, I'm sorry. Which would have been the same as the blue one. Okay. Uh, because that's the one you can get easily when Burke is out of stock. Uh, <laughs> and it's just actually it's lighter as a track car. It actually makes more sense because it's lighter and it's still just a full three inch. Oh, nice. But he he lives in PA. In oh, fact, yeah. I don't think he lives that far from here. Because uh, we went to go pick his car up one time for him. Yeah. Um. For an, an issue he was having, not related to the swap, and it was like two and a half hours, hmm. like pretty hmm. much west. Oh, okay. So I would imagine he's in this general area. Uh, oh, I don't know if cool. he's listening, but um, um, remind me afterwards, and I'll, uh, I'll okay, I'll, I'll hook you up with him because he does those things nonstop. He's he's a really good driver. Too. Oh, cool. Yeah. Because I wanna I wanna get more experience being on a track and not being scared. Yeah, in I mean, honor, being on there scared is not a. Not a good way to be on there. No. For you or anybody else. Christopher Conrad, thank you for your donation, says, In honor of your upcoming Deuce and a Half review, yes. Did I tell you about this? 
Yeah. I think we didn't film it when I was up there yet. Any chance of doing a mod deuce? What's a mod deuce? Um, uh, mod deuce is a 50 cal from World War II. Oh, is really? That, is that what um, we, got, <laughs> we, we got a guy from Temple, like Redding Temple, uh, to drive up here with a 1970 deuce and a half. And that was an entertaining car to drive. Each wheel and tire alone, like the wheel and tire combination, mm -hmm. filled up, weighs 500 pounds. Oh, there, I have no doubt. There are six of them. Yeah. The car drives better the more you swear at it yes. as you shift. And the guy said, look, there's this term called grip it and rip it. Uh -huh. <laughs> Just grip the gear. Fuck trying to find a place. <laughs> Put it in. And once you do that, it goes in. Like he, he told me the way... Um, to drive a deuce and a half, you have to. He said you have to remember this vehicle was built for eighteen-year-olds who are just to drive with angry boners because <laughs> they're in. They're just surrounded by men. There's no women. They're crazy and angry, and it's made to be driven by someone whose frontal lobe hasn't formed yet. <laughs> <laughs> and ah, oh, the thing was, I think it gets like nine miles to the gallon, which is more than I thought. It had a non-turbo multi-fuel engine. Oh, I was just going to ask you if it was turbo diesel because the no the, turbo the, the military deuce and a half from World War II were turbo diesel. They had turbos on them. Mm -hmm. This one was You're an NA. Every time they go by. Huh. This is an NA diesel. <clears throat> I forget who made the engine. Um, it, it could take gasoline, Jet A, or diesel, which I don't know how you get away with that. How does that work? What it is can gasoline Jet A. Jet fuel. I have to remember the picture, but it said what at what RPM it should be idling depending on what fuel you put into it. Interesting. Ostensibly, it is a diesel engine, but how you put petrol into that and it make it run? Work. No. I mean, I'm not. A, I'm no engineer, but my knowledge of how diesel engines work, which is crazy fancy, high compression. Yeah, it's just off compression. There's no. There's that's how you create the combustion. There's no right. spark. Um, Unless. Unless you, unless you're right, it's just Jet A, yeah, which is kerosene, right? Is that what Jet A is? I don't know. Oh, we got um. I, I, I'm interested to hear your your answer to this, Brian. Okay. Uh, uh, Derek Law, what is your favorite guilty pleasure car? Okay. When I think of a guilty pleasure car, I think of a car that's the automotive equivalent of listening to ABBA and singing along. Dancing Queen, you know. When I think of guilty pleasure, <laughs> I have a CD in my book of CDs that's under my bed. I still saved all my burned CDs going back to 1999. I have a CD that's filled with Uncle Cracker and Kid Rock. <laughs> oh, yes. So if I think of listening to Uncle Cracker, the I like that stuff. Um, a guilty pleasure car. Please don't look at me when I'm driving this. Stuff that I want to keep reviewing, even though I've done so many of them. I'd say MR2s uh, for the benefit of present company. Like, oh, you're doing another MR2. Yeah. So what? But stuff that I'm embarrassed to be seen in. I was going to say minivans, but now they're becoming, they're starting to go up hipster cool. Like the Dodge Caravan, they made a turbo Dodge Caravan with a stick shift in the first gen. It had the same engine that the, um, 
uh, Daytona used. Really? Yeah. There is a turbo Dodge Caravan first gen with a stick shift. Did they do a Shelby version? No. There's not a Shelby <laughs> version. You could put one of those engines in. You drop it in, though, I'm sure. I, yeah. I saw one at, at Chrysler at, at Chrysler Nationals. It had an automatic, though. But, but still... <laughs> It's a fucking turbo. Seriously? I never knew about that. I yeah, mean, there's, there's I, totally a, I'm not really up on my uh, on my Dodge Caravans, but... You know, they had access to all the Mitsubishi stuff. <clears throat> so one, there there were some right. that existed. Right, I mean, that was the Mitsubishi time, yeah. yeah. Hey, Eric O'Shea. You just said hi. I, I, have to, I have to remember... Oh, Eric O'Shea, hello. Um, I have to... Okay, a guilty pleasure car. Um... I love the crap out of Malay's era vehicles. And I think they're amazing, even though they suck ass. There's a guy around, and I, he, he since sold it, that I was trying to hook up something for this Saturday because it's going to be pretty, and I wanted to film down in Lancaster this weekend. Um, there was a guy rolling around with a Ford Granada. Ooh, right here? 78. Oh. Brown on brown. Mm. Uh, I don't, like, he didn't, I don't, I don't remember. I right. think it was just a regular cloth interior. Oh, yeah. Um, still the running the 200 power, 200 Thriftmaster. <clears throat> mm. Those I love, uh, I love small Toyota pickup trucks, but they're kind of cool now. Yeah. yeah. Well, and they never really went out of style with the... Uh, the ones the, that were just called pickup. Yeah. Toyota pickup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like the... T100 the, was bigger. Yep. Uh, yeah, that was the predecessor to the Tundra. That mm -hmm. was the, the, the immediate predecessor. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, most of them, the 80s stuff, generally rotted out, so you don't see a lot of that on the road anymore. I like the Fairmonts, but the Fairmonts are what... Are, are are just open receptacles for LS engines. Yeah. That's the de facto sloppy mechanics uh, swap. Uh, an LSX, a 4L80E, and a Ford 8.8 .8 rear end. You're good to roll. Uh, I always laugh about the 86 Sprinter Truno. That comes up. I've driven two different versions of them. Versions of them. I think they're great. I think they're completely overrated. And the engine's in the wrong place. There's a better version of it. It's called a first-gen MR2. Um, <laughs> and I drove I drove one that came to my meet. It was probably the same one that your friend with the red T-top uh, that you were talking about came to it was a guy who had an ae86 and a, a usdm one uh with individual throttle bodies and on the uh, yeah, a handful of guys do that uh, one or two or two guys have done that it revved like crazy and there was nothing there was no, no. power because the itbs take even more torque out of the the plenum system they had oh, in the factory yeah. motor the tviz yeah um but uh yeah yeah but they they look very cool oh yeah obviously you put like a foam filter over them or the skirt that's what he had the big one that yeah, went over the big all foam. of them yeah, yeah yeah um i had a uh oh, oh sorry Where you gotta it? go find it i got a p <clears throat> go nuts i think i got a couple i got a couple here uh official taco Found a Supra Mark IV for five thousand dollars. Is that a good deal? 
I assume it's not a turbo uh, because to find one of them for under 30 or well, 40 grand now for a manual car and 25 for an auto would be obscene uh, if it was nice. Uh, I mean, I'd, I'd want to know more about it there, official taco. Uh, $5,000 Mark IV sounds dangerously cheap, which usually, you know, my saying is the cheapest car you buy is the most expensive car you'll ever own uh, because it's cheap for a reason, especially when it's a car that is inherently valuable, not just, you know, an car. <clears throat> um, but is that a good deal if it's nice? Yes, even if it's an NA automatic, you have a Mark IV Super for five grand, uh, and it has a clean title. Uh, I, I I would call that I would call that a good deal, but there's a lot of details there, obviously. Um, uh, <laughs> Gilbert John, 2004 Impala SS thoughts. Uh, I have none. Drunken Monk, coming back. I always wanted to do a beam swap, but I was so worried about all the extra baggage that comes with the swap, just like you said. So many potential problems. Uh, yeah, I mean, the beams, if you're talking about the MR2 Gen 4 beams, um, or Celica beams, which was the same motor, uh, that was... every Everyone likes everyone liked it before the Gen 4 3 SGTs. Even before the Gen 3 3 SGTs, um, or right around the same time, because technically it's the same vintage. Um, it it's a lot. It's a lot of work for almost no more power. Like yes, it makes two hundred horsepower. Yes, technically it's VVTi, uh, but it, it just isn't that much faster than a five SFE. Um, like you said, you have turbo cars. Once you have a turbo car, you can't you cannot go back in an MR2. Mm -hmm. You can't go to a Beams. You will literally feel like you threw a boat anchor out the side uh, every time you put your foot down. Nothing happens. Um, even at high RPM when it's on cam, um, it, it, it's just not. Um, I, I don't have a problem with them. I think guys who like NA four-cylinders MR2, that's the best one you get for your SW20. Um, if you don't want to go turbo and you don't want to go V6. Um, but, you know, there, there's no scenario where I would put one in a car if I was paying money. Um, here's one for you, Brian. My wife Kush smells for... like tuna again. Kush for thought. Thoughts on supercharging a 2200 LN2 cast iron block from a Sunfire? Okay, a Pontiac Sunfire. Thoughts on supercharging. Are, are you talking about a centrifugal supercharger, like, uh, the, like, Pro Charger style? Thank you, Justin. Cool. Um... Like, are, are those two valve engines? Thank you. Uh, what? I think it's neat. Um, see, it's a cast iron block, so forth, force induction isn't going to be a problem. I think turbocharging is neater. But again, you're going for something quick, so you can you can just run one of those belt-driven supercharger slash turbocharger things. Well, who makes... You gonna, are you going to need bigger injectors? Are you going to do, like, the sloppy mechanic things where you just decap injectors? <laughs> to drill a hole right in them? So it Done. sprays worse? <laughs> he Done. loves doing that. Matt Happel loves really? decapping injectors. But that should make it not really work. Like if you It's going to spray like... <laughs> <laughs> you want it to mist. He does it. He does it. He really? likes it. 
It's, like, it's she... like a hose when you put your thumb over it. Yes. <laughs> like, well, I don't think that's even. What happens <laughs> if the boost comes on? Like, <laughs> uh, I'd like to see it actually done, though, and see how it drives. <laughs> I'd like to, but there are so many people I wanted to put in his presence, but you got to come out to, like, that, his his dino at, like, Sunday at 11, at 8 a.m. Of course, you're up by, you've been up for four hours by that point. Um, okay. I don't think we did. Thank you. Uh, TJ Toneby said, uh, if you could have a psychedelic art piece, watercolor or pen and ink, of any vehicle, what would it be? And do you have any color preferences besides hot brown? Uh, psychedelic art piece. Mm. So would we go 60s? Yeah. Uh, Carmen Ghia. Easy. Mm. Volkswagen Carmen Ghia. Make it all swirly. That is all correct. Yeah. Everything yeah, about that. Correct. That car is a piece of art. Engine <clears throat> is just a piece of uh, Volkswagen junk. Mm. And uh, drives really scary and looks amazing. Yeah. That make it all swirly. Uh, yeah, you nailed that. Swirly. Don't put any palm trees in it. Just just have the car and a bunch of colors. and but Put a butterfly in there if you want. Uh, a pair of go-go boots in the background. Of course. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, no yeah, girl, yeah. it's just the boots. Just the boots. One yeah, falling yeah, yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, let, let's go full nine. Let's put a smiling Henry Kissinger in there for somewhere, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. just for a period correctness, although that's set, that's technically 70s um, when, when that is. Or um, uh, Jackie O in there somewhere. Oh, yeah, she yeah, could yeah, be yeah. wearing the go-go boots. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I can dig that. Yeah, thanks for the five bucks there, TJ. Uh, thanks, TJ. Thank you for catching that one. Sometimes when it skips down and I skip back up. Yeah, that's why I keep one. scrolling back up because I know that happened to us a lot last time. Having two is definitely it, it, it's just It's just the UI that they that they have in this. They want to, it wants to keep jumping down to the bottom or maybe it's some weird cache thing. Dan, does. Dane Mall. any ideas for an engine for a 1980 Corolla wagon? Not an LS. Oh, did I skip past it? Yeah, Sorry. just jumped it down. Uh, Japanese was the second part of that question. Uh, I know nothing about 1980 Corolla wagons, so I would not pretend to... Yeah, that's just auto down. Oh, Logan McDeed said Jet, Jet A and Diesel are nearly the same. A Jet A is just more refined. Oh, there. It did it again. No, you're good. You're good. You're good. Yep, you're, you're good. Yeah. Yeah, that oh, was Oh, it's him. down yeah. below. That, that was A the few turbo props technically run off of Avgas... Which is low, uh, one hundred low lead. Oh, okay. Interesting. So it's 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 leaded, leaded, so but not a lot of it. Glass. There was a tanker trailer at the Kutztown Airport when they used to rent planes there that just said one hundred oct, and I always wondered what that was. And I said, "Can you fill up a car with that?" And they said, "No, mm. don't fill up a car that's leaded, <laughs> leaded gas." Now I know what that is. So that's the gas part of a multi fuel mm -hmm. engine. But interestingly, you can run leaded fuel on a gas motor. You just can't have a cat. Ah. Because it'll immediately clog the cat and destroy it. Ah. Uh, so, like, we would run, like, the, the drag, the, the gas-powered drag cars would run C16. That's jet fuel. It's C16. Oh. 116 octane. Okay. Uh, leaded fuel. Mm -hmm. You just can't have a cat. Okay. Because it, it'll just it instantaneously <laughs> clog it and then grenade the motor. Oh, uh, shit. Was, that was explained to me by a drag guy who ran <laughs> C16. Um... That was the one I was looking for. I just got I on here. Where's Nick? This is Justin Burnash from Prime Driven, the Amazon.com of all MR2 parts. His website and his company keeps MR2s running. Anything you need, send him an email. Go on his website as also performance kits. 
everything you need for your MR2 in one website. Oh, I love Charles Lightfoot. More MR2 stuff, the better. Yeah. Smiley emoji. <laughs> Thank you, Charles. Um, where's Nick? Got that question. Oh, what yes. do you think of the Buick Grand National? I think it's amazing. I think it's great. It makes turbo choo-choo sounds. Um, his MR2 stuff is better because it goes faster. <laughs> the thing is, when you're in a, a 94, 95... SW20, you realize you're in a good interior and you get the turbo sounds. You get in a Grand National, you're in a you're in an 80s GM interior. Uh, Anything worse than a 90s GM interior. <laughs> the thing is like, oh wow. So it's almost it almost makes 300 horsepower and that's or it makes you can make 300 horsepower at the crank. Great. It's got to be a 3600 3700 pound car. Grand National? Yeah. It's, right. a Bu- it's a Buick Regal. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's not a light car. 3.8 3, 3. liter V6. Now, I do understand that you can do, you can throw quite a bit of anger at them, mm-hmm. um, and they will hold up. It's been what I've yeah. told by a friend of ours who owns a Grand National. Yeah. Like a bone stock one, mm-hmm. and his buddy has like a drag one. Okay. And like, obviously, he has a lot of work in it, but he's like, you can you can breathe on him a decent amount you yeah. know, without having to like get into heavy heavy mechanics. Right. I love how the just on a bone stock car though the turbo is just like sitting there. They are pretty. It's pretty cool. Pretty. Like this it's is nice so to have that amount of real estate yeah. in that engine bay that you can nicely plumb everything around. You get wide curves yeah. to your pipes. It's a cool looking engine bay. Yeah. They have that heat shield that goes on the turbo. Oh, I like it's this nice. uh, from Shepard Duran. Third gen Eclipse is guilty pleasure. The least cool, most <laughs> hateable car, but really not bad to drive with a V6 and a stick. <laughs> We're going to beg to differ on that one. <laughs> but I agree. Guilty. Mm-hmm. Guilty. Mm-hmm. Just not pleasure. <laughs> Majestic Turkey 56 says, thinking about getting an F body. Okay. No <laughs> Should I get a third gen F body LS swap or buy a fourth gen with it already stock? I'm gonna go with fourth gen. It's already been done. Um, like I I know Eric, the parts guy who used to work at Moyer's Car Care. He had an F body, uh, and he had the v6 and was wanted to do the ls swap and i'm like look just buy one that already has it in i look at f bodies with ls swaps this way i look at them the same way i look at 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 zzw30s to talk about the 2zz engine Mm -hmm. um that question came up on the smoking tire really and like is it worth swapping in and my answer that he said it's worth it kind of yeah my my answer is it's worth swapping in if someone else did it. Well, yeah, because you're you, not paying any premium for it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The, it's the, the thing, ultimate uh, buy someone else's done project car. Yeah. That's a real car, and they've absorbed all of the cost and time. Right. Yeah. What you want is one that already has it in, whether it's been swapped in or you bought a fourth gen with it already stock. Here's the thing. <laughs> you can swap in an LS into a third gen, and your car is worth exactly the same amount of money. Mm-hmm. And I know it's up, well, it's, it's about the love of the project. Great. If you want to do that and you want to swap it in and learn how to do it, by all means, go for it. But if you're just, if if you in your head 
are imagining all the stuff you're going to be do, doing with the car when it's done, the answer is buy one that someone else did. Because if you want something fun to drive, then already buy something that's already fun. But if you want to learn how to do it, then do it yourself. Interestingly, this is you're exactly right. And this is been one of the great debates between myself and my father. Mm. My father is a big fan, partially because he grew up that way, mm. um, of the journey of the build. Okay, yeah. Now, when I was younger, yes, because you got time, right? Yeah. Time is not that valuable when you're young. Yeah. Um, I'm talking like, you know, late teens and early 20s, right? Yeah. Like, for most people, that's not super highly valuable time in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, he loves the journey. Mm. And then when he gets there, he does keep it. Yeah. But I know so many guys... In the MR2 world, it's no different than any other car worlds, as far as I've seen. Mm-hmm. But in the MR2 world, it's very common. It, it, they're 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 serial project car guys. Yeah, it's just it's just what they enjoy doing. Yeah. They don't. The end product is just the is just is just the culmination. It's the, right. It's the solution. It's done. Um, and then they sell it. Uh, and then they go buy another project and they do another thing. I'm like I was like that with bikes. Yeah, like I, I totally get it. Uh, like I used to be that way, and then you know, some time goes by, and time gets more valuable or more scarce, yeah. and you're just like, I just want to be able to use the end product <laughs> and not deal with the doing. Neither one is wrong or right. right. Like wherever you are, whatever you enjoy. I mean, I know sixty year old guys that still like the journey of the build. Yeah, they got the time, they enjoy it, they're mechanical. Yeah, like you know, like good, do what you enjoy. Yeah, but it if you if you are the kind of guy that loves the project do the project right because a done car will be boring to you if you're a guy that just wants to go drive a car that is already done buy a done car that's done well yeah because buying a done car could be buying someone else's problems that's the big question uh so i don't know about that's why i was leaning on buying the stock one that's done yeah yeah. that's why i was able to command because a stock car is obviously always going to be better because the factory did it it has to work yeah at least to some level you know that's why i was able to sell my dr650 for the price i got it for and i bought a high price i i didn't make money on selling it because the first guy came up he was nice and he he threw me an offer that all right fine it, it wasn't a fine price i'm like you know what good and uh he he had cash and he wasn't a dirt bag so okay, but I was able to get a price like way higher than anybody else around here for a DR650 because I had a bone stock dual sport mm-hmm. that hasn't been wrecked or anything. It's just fine. So yeah, so stock typically always wins when you're thinking about something that you're going to sell on or if you just want something good to drive there. That's where you are. And you have to be honest about who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. Are you a driver or a builder? Well, I'm both. Yeah, you're not. You're not. You're I'm not. a driver. I learned how to swap an in an engine in with the full support of a commercial shop. Going it's a good back, way to learn. I learned learn. a lot <laughs> about that, and I learned who I was as a person. Now I had the benefit of having seven sponsors behind me. If I would have done that myself, that car would ran like crap, or not been finished. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, which is often the case. Yeah, I mean uh, that's exactly it. Yeah. You know, know know who you are. Like, I think most people at the end of the day, like two seconds, you know, like which one do you want? Like, they know. Yeah. You know, it, it, there's there's a certain joy, and you know, and someone and, said the stream went down. Uh, R.I.P. Stream is it still running? I think it's back up. Let me check stream health. Stream health is good. We've got green light. 
So it maybe went down and came back up again. Hmm. Uh, Leonard Roy, thanks for waiting. Thank you for your generous donation. Uh, hey, Mr. Regular, glad I could catch another stream. I had to sell my lifted Miata. <coughs> I like who you are. Reliability issues. Oh, well. Um, I'm registering. I'm regretting selling it, and I got to find a third Miata. Well, I'd say NB is your best bet. Everybody loves pop-up headlights, but let's be honest, it's more complexity than is needed. Um, and Miatas didn't build their headlights the way Toyota did. So true story. Yeah. Nor did almost anyone. <laughs> you get you gotta the thing with first gen Miatas is that's why there's all those kits to have the just the little pods in mm -hmm. there, or that's why you see everybody up who just crank them up and have them there because yep. they break. Because you can do that. Yeah. yeah. The MR2 has those manual cranks. I've never seen someone use them. Out of necessity. Yeah. Yeah. Out of necessity. Because yeah. they, they're 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 Toyota, they just work. Mm -hmm. Shockingly, twenty seven years old, right. they still forget the Mark Ones at thirty at <laughs> over thirty years old. Yeah, they still freaking work. Yeah, like every Fiero and Camaro you see, they're all like, <laughs> yeah. that? I saw that. The, those those Camaros from like two thousand and two, the WS sixes. When you hear those pop up headlights come up, they they they, they pop up. Oh, oh, I hear I hear some blow off valve. Is that who I think it is? There's this guy in my town with a white Fiesta ST that's just popping his. Um. Anyway, yeah, the the WS6 Camaro uh, Firebird with pop up headlights. Yeah. yeah. When they popped up, they sounded like full ice cubes coming out of a fridge dispenser, like a freezer dispenser. Clack, 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 clack. <laughs> they weren't a smooth like. Yeah, the MR2 is. It just sound, it sounds like what it is an electric motor. Yeah, <laughs> Leonard Roy. Okay. Oh yeah, selling it. I guess I got to find a third Miata. Yeah, NB, NB. Your best bet, like my recommendation. See, when I give recommendations to cars, the stuff I want to buy, I say uh, buy the Mazda Speed Miata. Have that turbo. Have that factory turbo. I have. I have not seen one on the road since they came out, and it was in gunmetal gray. Really, it was a good look. Yeah, but I've not seen one since then. Do you have any around here? There's a guy I know who has one building it, but it's broken. Because, yeah. you know, so they, they, they went for the boost controller and <laughs> yeah, broke yeah, stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. They, they went for it. Yeah, we got, um, uh, what is the 93 Dodge Daytona, the official car of, from, it's the Costanza. Run that by me again. I was looking what for ones I missed. What is the 1993 Dodge Daytona, the official car of? Nice DeLorean. Because <laughs> that's what the guy who owned one I saw at Grand Na uh, Chrysler National said that people really? thought it was a DeLorean. Because of the back, I guess, the louvers in the back. It's not close at all. The, the Sh Shelby things, the official car of... Uh... Carol Shelby's it's, it's, regret. <laughs> it's the official car of wearing... Owning Carol Shelby stuff, having the helmet. No, that's that, that's a lie. That's the guy who buys the Factory Five, mm -hmm. who has the may or may not have been signed by Carol Shelby racing helmet that yes, he takes with but him. Most likely not. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, that car. Uh. You'll never. That's the car of the Craigslist ad. You'll never find a good one. You'll never find a one like like this again. Mm. And all of them have the bolstering around the uh, the seats. All those seams are ripped out. Yeah. So many of them I've seen. That seam that goes in, because they're all, you know, Uncle Pull tabs with a beer belly, and they do the water slide 
Wait, no, it's not a truck, so you don't slide out of the seat. But, uh, do those things have pillarless doors or not? Oh, all, all the, all the steering racks are messed up because they use the steering yeah, wheel as get a in. hang handle. Yeah. Like, and they yeah. slide across. Yeah, you can't use the A pillar fuck. like a like a human. No. Yeah. Yeah. That's what the home of fucked up seats. Yeah. Will you ever have a home meet in PA? We had one last year. It was at the racquetball club. We didn't this year because I've been just so busy. Um, and now we're moving into October prime boost season. Mm-hmm. And I just want to get out there. I want to get another motorcycle. Uh, already I've been on Craigslist. So, someone asked like, uh, if, if I sold my DR650, what am I get? What am I? Oh, Leonard Roy said it was a lifted NB, funnily enough. Well, there you go, man. I say avoid the NC, the third gen. It's just it's just more the NB with a bigger body. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're going to spend the money, go ride and get an NB. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I drove one in England, UK, it... It was it was good. It was very Miata, and that's the complete end of it. the The only thing you can do with an NC Miata is just leave it stock and just drive around and enjoy having a convertible. That's that's all it's really good for. It's a perfectly good car if you want that car. And car, yes, <laughs> and sports car. Uh, Hodo Sam, opinion on my Isuzu Isuzu Impulse RS. Oh, I like the cut of this guy's text. Yeah, um, impulse. God damn. God, I remember that. That's Radwood Fresh. Yeah. yeah. You going to Radwood? Yeah. Well, okay, I, I don't go to. All I do is work. Oh, sorry, all I do. Man. All I do is is help Dan work too, guys. Thank what, you for doing that. What and where is the is Radwood? Uh, Radwood is an all '80s and '90s car show. I need to get out more. Is what I'm saying. It's at the. Uh, <laughs> it was in. Uh, it was in uh, Southern California for a long time, and they're doing their first East Coast one at the uh, um, Philly Navy Yard. Really? Yeah. When? Um, I have it on my calendar. Hold on. Sundays from now, October 7th. Wait, uh, I think I'm wrong. October 14th. Interesting. That sounds like it'd be cool to go to. Let's see. I want to try to convince my dad to let me drive his 1990 Toyota Cressida with 80,000 original miles on it. Yes. We could bring giveaway car number eight there. Hmm. Hmm. Radwood. Interesting. It's uh, a lot of people dress up for it, like in like their '80s style. So is this not like a Weckfest? What's what's Weckfest? Weckfest is like stance. stance no, this is just general '80s and '90s nostalgia. Interesting. Like like one of it's the in yeah, this is our first East Coast one. Huh. Before all of them were Southern California, where yeah, everything doesn't rust. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like like one <laughs> of the, that stuff survived. <laughs> there was this one guy who like won. I don't know if they have awards, but it was like notable standouts at least. Like, was a guy who had a freaking ninety three Escort with like a ten thousand miles on it. Mm. Mm. What color was it? Purple. Oh, I was gonna go with that like emerald green. Yeah. It was like some, a guy in his like early fifties. Like he bought it new. Yeah, I just had this. I had it. Fuck. I bought it and I didn't drive it have because it. it was so uninteresting. There is an Ann car. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> um. Uh. 
Right, oh, I like this guy. PP Glider says, why is the Ridgeline so much cooler than the Pilot? Yeah, you know, when I look at Ridgelines, I'm like, Honda Ridgelines, like, it's kind of neat. It's a Pilot with a bed. Is that really? Is the same? That's same? all it is. Oh, yes. really? Oh. Yeah, which is funny that that would be then the comment. I like cool? them. Well, I mean, it's cooler because it's got a bed. Yeah. And not a more row of seats for children. I mean, I think I think he he explained exactly yeah. why it was cooler just by in the question. Uh, Timothy Schokel said, your review led me to buy a Toyota Corolla. Okay? Like, people just... Like, my review went... <laughs> <laughs> what year Corolla was this? I had a 99 or 98 Corolla I reviewed. The wheel covers were gone, so it was just the black steelies. <clears throat> mm. And I'm like, look, uh, this car will be $2,000 forever. <laughs> um, yes. But this is the best $2,000 you can ever possibly spend. Mm -hmm. And... The review begins with just uh, a, a straw man argument, but I use like a pair of like uh, sunglasses just sitting on the table because I couldn't get an actor. But but it was one of my favorite intros I've ever done. It just said, hi, I'm your basic bro friend you never knew from high school or you never talked to in high school. I heard you lie, like a lot about cars. What kind of car should I get? Mazda Miata MX-5. No, I need a car. <laughs> what, well, what do you want? Oh, I don't know. I just want something that drives and or um or I just want something that drives Toyota Corolla. Yeah, but I don't know. Uh, I want something a little bit classy. And oh, I can't remember what I said. Uh, um, no, I I don't want something that boring. Uh. Ford Fiesta ST. Oh, that's way too expensive, Toyota Corolla. <laughs> <laughs> well, what exactly are you going to do with the car? Oh, I just want something that's not going to break, a Toyota Corolla. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, but I want something a little bit different. And so I, I, I asked something. S. <laughs> no, I don't have that Corolla. Toyota Corolla. <laughs> it's like, I was thinking about a Pontiac Sunfire, you know, just Toyota Corolla. You have Stop. no imagination, anything else. You want an appliance, and you're not going to get an Acura. It is the epitome of an appliance, and a like, fantastic appliance. At that. And it's half the price of the Civic, which is the same thing. No, yeah. And it was like a 99 Corolla. Mm. Mm. It's like, mm. great. Delicious. Good. What, like, what should I do to it? Put a head unit in it. That's it. Yeah. Just a Bluetooth JVC. Like, Nick put a JVC head unit in his 04 Mustang. I yeah. have a Kenwood. For $60 I'm... off Crutchfield. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he, oh, he had Best Buy points. Oh. oh fancy Dan. He likes a bragger. But I, <laughs> I went to Crutchfield, and I bought... My Kenwood, like the it's only insane. thing I it's went. It's not even weird. fair. It's like free. Yeah. Like I remember back in high school for my Alpine head unit oh, with only look. CD. Oh shit! And the removable face. So it like wanted to get stolen. Like. Yeah. <laughs> and it was three hundred dollars. Motherfucker! And I was like, "How do you sleep at night?" <laughs> did 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 yours come with that little like vinyl or leatherette? Same thing. Pouch. That you could take the yes, and put the and head, head put you, the face yeah. in, yeah, put the face in, yeah. Like, who is putting this in here? I'm throwing it in the glove box. Actually, I never pulled it off in the first place <laughs> because it was in my 
1991 Aquamarine Pearl MR2 oh. NA bone stock. <laughs> no one saw that car except for the ladies in high school. <laughs> and one of them had an Eclipse, a, a Gen 1 Eclipse GSX. What motor? The all-wheel drive turbo. Oh, yeah. Oh, black and silver two-tone. It was. Wait, was very that where hot. they had the bulge in the hood for the the cam? A tiny, a baby bulge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was the it was the the, the square body. Mm-hmm. One. Yeah, and uh, oh, she was she was in love with my MR2, <laughs> and I was like, well, your car's way faster, so I'm not gonna let you drive my car because <laughs> it'll be embarrassing. Yeah, but you know, to be fair. It was a cool car. I mean, they you know they, they didn't generally last that long, but uh, like we have our one Eclipse or it's a Talon. I'm sorry, um, review and it just starts about with uh, the TSI. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like here we have a 1994. Uh oh, and it just pans out. A, that's that fluid's green, isn't it? <laughs> yes, that car. Uh, Jeff V, thank you for twenty dollars, sir. Thank you. As a former stealth owner, okay, I'm sorry about my review. I, I ripped into that stealth. Well, my mom owned a, the V6 one. That's what we had. We had the V6. She loved it. It was red. Oh, you loved your review. Oh, thank, thank you for liking it. The sad and predictable forum meltdown was the icing on the cake. Oh, people hate. There was like down votes. I'm saying, look, this thing is great to look at, and that's it. Yeah. Yes. It a Dodge Mitsubishi. <sighs> They went, oh, no, it's technically not a GSM. Mitsubishi did everything. It, it, it was like your your talk about the, the 300ZX with the spark plugs and everything. Maintenance is atrocious. Horrible. V, V6s, V6s are, are, are compromised by design. It was because straight sixes take up too much room and V8s were too, were too gas hungry. So mm-hmm. they invented V6s. They chopped off two cylinders. They had a V6. There's a reason they have huge harmonic balancers and their oil pans leak after 100,000 miles and every single one of them mm. because they're, in, they're trying to tear themselves to pieces <laughs> all the time. The manufacturers have just become so efficient at manufacturing them yeah. that they're now good enough that it's not a problem. Yeah. But it's inherently, it was not a four-cylinder, not a V8. Like, it's a compromise. Yeah. It's packaging. It's a compromise. It's transverse. So you get more more cabin room. People you know, like to six, say they have a V engine. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Like, but like it, they, they're just, they're just wrong on like every scenario. Not that there aren't good ones. Alfa Romeo comes to mind. Ooh. Um, but that, you know, they're, a compromise by design isn't, isn't awesome. No. It's good. It's yeah. designed to be good. It's designed yeah. to be an, you know. Like, I know this is a Toyota centric show, but the V6 that was in the Highlander. Fine. Oh, That's same engine that was in the Toyota Crown. Mm-hmm. That was nice. Mm-hmm. A completely ignorable engine. God damn, I miss that Crown. And then over there in New Zealand, people didn't think anything of it. I'm like, this is freaking amazing. Yeah, you open the door, a little sign has cr- makes a crown mm-hmm. emblem on the floor. And I'm like, yeah, it was like early 2000s, but everything in it was just up trim. Yeah. The Japanese, I mean, they got some great stuff. Like, it's, my it's favorite, my mid- favorite uh, sorry, imported bro. car right now. Yeah. Um, because I love a car with a with a with a with a person name. Because they're never good. <laughs> uh, is I believe it's the Nissan Gerald. Mm. <laughs> it's <laughs> what is this? It's an car. <laughs> it's like like when I look at some of these like JDM importers like for cars like the yeah. actual car importers. Some of the stuff they bring over and sells instantly. Yeah, is like the most 
random <laughs> like that there is like in japan it's got to be a thousand dollar car yeah you know and it's like eight grand here shit now to be fair they brought over a container there's import fees like there's thousands yeah. of dollars to get it here yeah but i'm pretty sure it was the gerald like nissan loves the names uh toyota loves the symbol the symbols and the letters they yeah. love the letters oh this is the tygx 935z <laughs> what what that doesn't even make any sense for an engineer but yeah, no, I love that. But the Cressida, I've not driven a Cressida. I want to drive my dad's. But I, li I like them on principle. Go over to my dad's house. Japanese camera, like, right? Yeah. <laughs> go over to my parents' house. They got one. Sit it just sits outside. It's maroon. Oh. The funny thing on about maroon. Maroon on maroon. Yes. Gray interior. Leather. Leather's all cracking. Um. Everything. Well, uh, audio was never Toyota's strong point. No, never. Yeah. Um, so the radio sounds like crap. But the electric the antenna still the wants... audio. Yeah. The Germans. High quality handling audio. All right. To be fair, the Germans do a lot of things well. Yeah. You just have to pay to keep them on the road. That's the fucking thing, man. People like like to sidestep around that. Well, like They don't like third-party manufacturers. They don't like AC Delco making. Mm -hmm. And even simple stuff like calipers and like... You know. Well, yeah. actually, actually when, I think when you go to... Well, uh, once you get like 10-year-old, you can get anything yeah bmw off any generic parts website oh, for, for nothing like because they made millions and millions of them because okay. those are global brands okay right like toyota in america is not a global brand it's not the same car in japan oh uh Amer gm is not a global brand oh yeah they got their european they're, they're different now ford ha came back and came out of their you know the 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 you know the the 2008 you know the uh the crash mm -hmm. uh they came out of everything they're the only american one of the big three that didn't take the bailout that's true and came out of it on the on the back of their of their their europe brand yeah their europe brand had been making great cars for for decades i wish they just never I was... brought them here because they were like we're just minting money on tortoises yeah like we don't care and neither does anybody else yeah then they brought them over and they were like well, these are actually really good cars <laughs> and they look good <laughs> now are they as good as like a Japanese car in terms of ultimate reliability and cost of ownership? Well, no. no. But, you know, uh, more interesting, though. They are interesting. I was at Bruce Hen's garage and they were getting into a delightful Coyote versus LS argument. Ooh, because Coyote's so much more modern motor. It is a modern motor. But one of the weird things that, that brought up, like Bruce Hen, Ford guy. So he mm -hmm. likes the Coyote. Um, Jeff, one of the guys who works there um ls guy mm -hmm. and it was enough argument that they had to put their feet down from the counter during lunch <clears throat> to actually get on uh, bruce's computer and look up at what the block looks like on those four cylinder uh the two three or two four uh engines that they put in the focuses and the four cylinder mustang yes that the turbocharged one mm -hmm. and they say look at the this block yeah, that they yeah. make which was in the mazda p3 too correct yeah which is you, a good motor. You take off the head, you're looking directly at the like the short block, nothing <clears throat> on it. And you see that the individual cylinders don't have bracing on anywhere. The cylinders float. There is just the water jacket goes completely around them. And Jeff's argument is that this is the dumbest thing in the world. Because now you're going to have head gas. That's why they're having head gas problems, because you're allowing shifting to happen there. Slight movements of that cylinder left and right. They should have put bracing in there. And that's my weird thing about Ford doing that. They did it for cooling, and I wonder if they, if some bean counter realized that they saved some T&M 
and and like I would imagine you would like some less material. Anytime you delete that. things, you generally save manufacturing costs, mm. and you know if you're mm. if you're an American manufacturer, the end user uh, secondary because uh, they're because the first guy that buys it isn't going to have this problem. Correct. He's going to get rid of this car. He's either going to lease it for three years. Yeah, or he's going to get awful. rid of it three, yeah. four, five years. Yeah, it's like American trucks. Sixty thousand dollars for yeah. a, for a, for a Ram Duel. Unbelievable. And five years later, the quarters are gone. What? And the brake lines are gone. What? It's a sixty thousand dollar truck. Yeah. Well, yeah, but the first owner is going to have it that long, so they don't care. They're they already bought another one. Yeah. They don't bother. They don't even no. know about it. Oh shit. The Japanese and the Germans, they've had stainless brake lines since the seventies. Right. Like it wasn't rocket science, but like a dollar a brake. If it was just a dollar a brake line, yeah, for twenty million cars a year, yeah, twenty million bucks. Have the copper. Thank you very much. Yeah, have this mild steel. <laughs> mm. I have a roll of the easy to bend copper. Or- the copper's the best because it's so you can bend it by hand. You don't even need that. You don't even need the bender. It's wonderful. Brian actually did that on our. Speaking of Camrys, yeah, uh, we did one and only one. Uh, Gen 4 3 SGT swapped Camry Alltrack, 1991, the last year of I the first like Gen it. Camrys. I like it. Um, it was originally uh, an automatic car because they didn't do manual all-wheel drives. Okay. We swapped it to an SC205 Selka Alltrack. Okay. 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 And then okay. it's got axles and everything and the Gen 4 and all that mm. stuff. Uh, and the owner now, uh, his name is Jim Doan down in Florida. He also mm-hmm. owns a pristine light blue metallic 85 mm-hmm. AW11 MR2. Mm-hmm. Um, his wife actually drives the Camry mm-hmm. relatively regularly. Mm-hmm. Uh, that car was blue on blue velour. Ooh. Oh, yeah. 80,000 miles. Like, beautiful. Uh, and that... We did that car just really for fun. Yeah. And then we brought it to Bear Mountain, you know, okay. the big MR2 meet, which yeah. is which is this Saturday, actually. Shit. This Saturday. The show in China is from 11 to 2. It's only like, I mean, well, from here, probably two hours. Um, this Saturday. Well, if I don't shoot, all I need to do is remember that from the time of the end of this podcast. Um you want me to text you? Reminder. You, yeah. I'm also going to text. While you do that, I'll get to these questions. Do that. Do that. Uh, Mark Walters uh, said, do you know the 70s Cressa Woody Wagon thoughts? I think it's fucking amazing. Wait, did the 70s, did they have the mirrors? They had to have the wing mirrors, like down on the quarter panels. I think that's sexy as shit. I, don't I love even, that. Yeah. I love, I think that's I love good. wing mirrors on the quarter, on the, yeah. on the, on the fenders. Yeah. It doesn't look a good, it doesn't look good on American cars though. I saw no. Falcons rolling around. Cause they weren't, they weren't, they weren't not supposed to be that way. No. Japanese cars. The reason they put yeah. the, on Falcons and stuff is so that you can still open the smoker windows, the quarter windows and not have them hit the mirrors. Uh, I have two mirrors for my Falcon. Actually, one of the mirrors for my Falcon is holding up the webcam. <laughs> there's, there's a Falcon in there from falconparts.com. incredible. And it's never been on my car. I got to just sell those two mirrors. I'm never going to put them on my car because I, I can't bring myself to drill into those body panels. And, and like, no cop has given me a single problem. And I have a Broadway mirror. I see everything. Whatever. Joseph, uh, thank you for two bucks. Should I buy a 1988 Jeep Wagoneer? If you're going to flip it, yes. If you're going to drive it, no. <laughs> if you want to sell it to someone in Martha's Vineyard, yes. yes. <laughs> if you can buy that thing for like five grand, yes. Make it as clean as you can. Change, uh, if you buy it, just change the disposable stuff. Flush the brake lines, new brake pads, new rotors if you can get them cheap enough. Change the oil. 
I, I guess I think they had um, reverse flow heads, so maybe you can adjust the valves. Just get it running nice. Sell that motherfucker. I forgot what I was going to text you. Uh, time for Bear Mountain. Yes. Uh, okay, Jeep Wagoneer. Next guy, Dan Dunlop. Thank you for donation, sir. Good evening, boys. Good evening to you, sir, Dan. Having to work right now, uh, or heading to work right now, but wanted to drop in and say thanks for the content. Well, thank you so much for being a fan. Looking forward to listening to this later tonight. Yep, it'll be up on uh, uh, YouTube, and also Nick will rip the audio and uh, put it up on iTunes later tonight. Yeah, and I'll, I'll text you the link. Um, I think that was just Dan Dunlop, and that was it. Rotor, why didn't you call her instead? Wackety Ah. I had some. I had some. Here's a very long name that ends with X Ben. I wanted to know your thoughts about. I wanted to know why you thought Dodge Stealths were overpriced. Well, clearly, the MR2 is a better value. The beginning of the video, you said that, but all the Stealths and 3000 GTs were well under 7,500, and I got mine for 12, for 2,100. Well, you got a great deal, sir. I hope every single switch is working in that car. Um, th they were very overcomplicated. They were pushing 90s technology to the absolute limit. Um, and as Justin Burnash said, uh, all pioneers get arrows in the back or bullets in the back, depending on what you're doing. Depending on who you're fighting. <laughs> right. uh, it was a lot of technology for its time. You know, sometimes pioneers are great, like Mercedes. Well, we need the pioneers. Yeah. But they're gonna take they're gonna take the shots. Uh, it is seven p.m. Normally at this time you are winding down your day, so uh, yeah, we got Jeff V, the former stealth owner. Um, you got the uh, drinks, so if you want, we can definitely go to uh, my friend Joey's restaurant. If you are feeling food, that will be definitely be on me. I can always go for food. I think I saw one or a couple here. I wanted to, uh, I don't want to miss for us here. Uh, I keep calling him Joey. I, I got to call him Joe, but we went to Sunday school together. And so like our, the, the <laughs> cement memories of my friend, Joe Matera uh, is Joey Matera, but now he owns a restaurant and he, um, I highly recommend wings. He does wings very well. Um, of course, uh, of course, actually. Wings and I could eat wings and ribs all day, every day, for the rest of my life. We're going to a wing place? We're, we're going to, yeah. Oh, come on now. <laughs> he likes to do more, like, he went to culinary school and everything. He does, like, challenging stuff. He was serving duck a few years ago. Ooh, so it's, ducks on my favorite. It's, a, it's a definitely uh, a, uh, anyway. Okay, so we had one question here. CTSV wagon RCR material is that not regular enough? Uh, we did we did the uh, uh, I didn't do a CTSV wagon. You know the guy who did uh, 
when I was thinking of stuff to replace the Honda Fit, that was on the list somewhere as like a really? camera car, a CTSV wagon. Like, can I get a thing? But the rear window of that, that I mean, oh, that's yeah, slow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you it's can't. all style. Here's yeah. the thing about uh, photography and shooting through back windows. You want that back window flat because mm -hmm. you want to shoot through the least amount of glass you can. Yeah, like Jeep style. Yeah. <clears throat> Ideally. Is, or Subaru style. <laughs> most, most of the guys who do uh, use camera cars will use Range Rovers. Mm -hmm. That is out of my price range. Top gear. Yep. All Range Rovers. Yep. They ride great, yep. and that rear window goes down. They're not shooting through an extra sheet of yep. glass that so they don't have yep. to. I don't have that kind of bankroll, and I'm honestly not a big Land Rover fan to begin with. Not if you have to pay to maintain it. Right. No. Hey, you're going to lease a new one. Yeah. Hey, great. You got, you know, 1200 bucks a month. I mean, you're good. <laughs> yeah, forget good. it. Camera car, done. <laughs> done. Yeah. Write that shit off. <laughs> um <laughs> Interestingly, Me? you can write off some of that, but it's not enough to make it worthwhile. Exactly. <laughs> I wrote I wrote off my $5,000 Subaru Forester. Mm. Done. Mm. I'm going to drive that car until, until the, you know, it has some uh, valve clatter that goes on. Mm. Whatever. It's Japanese. Is it running? It won't, it won't yeah. run. No. Yeah. I'm going to run that car or unless, unless I find a turbo one because then I... Uh, uh, P.S. My business, my partner Brian, he had uh, briefly an automatic two five XT. Yeah, Forester. I have I have no love for the automatic. Go along, keep going. Well, the trans was 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 destroyed. Oh. Um, but she has some guts, and it's not the exact WRX motor. It's gutsier. It's uh, yeah, because the WRX it, is running a two liter. There's a two point five yeah, at that point. Yeah, people yeah, call it. Well, it's the STI. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It, it's not. It's not. It's the STI minus the heads. Yes, minus yeah. the ECU. It, the minus block the is effectively the STI. Yes, but that's just displacement. That doesn't inherently do you any good if you don't have flow and yeah. you know everything. But 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 even still, that thing moved. Does move like hills. You, get, you hit the kick down, and it was like, oh, <laughs> I was I was thoroughly impressed. Yeah, um, Brandon Stoller. Says, will you please say hi to Aaron's? Will you please say hi to the Aaron's in Stevens Point, Wisconsin, in your. Oh, now we get to sound out syllable. Mellifluous? Mellifluous. Thank you, Justin. Voice, good sir. Thank you for the wonderful offbeat content and on as well. Hello, Aaron's from Stevens Point, Wisconsin. Thank you for being in Wisconsin, dealing with the lake effect snow in Stevens Point, Wisconsin. I enjoy your state. Say hello to everybody in the Upper Peninsula there in Stevens Point, Wisconsin. Thank you for the wonderful offbeat support that I get from you, Aaron's, in Stevens Point, Wisconsin. I hope that was satisfactory to you. Hey guys, great to see Justin's back since Meredith. Always happy to have Justin here and having a real expert with us. Um, I'm just gonna thank you, Meredith. You're the best. We are going to be wrapping this up soon. Uh, Ooh, James Murphy. Says, hey, Mr. R, James Murphy, what do you think of the newer diesels here in the U.S., like the Chevy Cruze, Equinox, and the Mazda CX-5? I had someone offer me up a diesel manual, six-speed manual Cruze. Really? With a diesel. It was the same guy the who had... they put out almost immediately with a hybrid. They really? Now they have they offered a diesel? a diesel hybrid. No, no, they originally they had a gas hybrid. Okay. Like almost right after it came out, it was uh -huh. it was the gas got good gas mileage, and then it was the hybrid. Yeah, and they have a diesel now. Diesel with a six speed manual on a cruise. What? I d <laughs> the Dodge Ram of <laughs> Chevy cruises. I am interested in it. 
uh, uh, the volunteer who offered it to us uh, is a previous volunteer who had a, um, I think an early second gen or first or second gen Camaro with a 427 swap in it. I did it. Really? Um, yeah. I mean, this had no overdrive glass pack exhaust loud as all hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah sexy as shit to look yes. at split lip bumper yeah. it's everything you want in Amer an american classic muscle car yeah yeah early 70s camaro with a 427 big and block it's got in 427 it. on it <laughs> yeah it was sexy um but yeah he has one i'm all for <clears throat> it man i'm all for as many manuals as you can continue making and there's nothing wrong with a manual diesel um i mean mileage yeah you I don't even imagine. I don't know what the displacement is on that. I imagine a two liter. Yeah. Uh, but I got to imagine that thing will do 60, 70 miles. I think that's great. Just give give that to me in a. Wait, Subaru did make diesel diesel flat fours, didn't they? Uh, For the European market. Yes, not here. Yeah. Fuck, yeah. I'd Everybody love that. made diesels not here. Yeah. Because everyone, up to five years ago, to be fair, diesels were diesels. Yeah. Now. You can't even tell. Like the modern no. diesel, it doesn't sound like even a Dodge, even a truck diesel. Yeah, doesn't sound like unless diesel. you're a diesel, bro. Hmm? Yeah, unless you're a bro. Uh, yeah, go for it. Um. Oh, we have another uh, question from Marith. What are you guys drinking tonight? Well, if you were here earlier, Marith, you would have heard that. This but... is my selection. One of my favorite uh, Scotch whiskeys. Not a true Scotch. A lot of that I've learned. This is Tomatin. Um, runs about twenty five dollars a bottle. Uh, this is my go-to whiskey. I like the bite, and I like this the sweetness and the tartness of it and the nice finish of it. Uh, Justin Burnash bought Glenfiddich 15. That is dangerously delicious. Thank you so much for introducing Too delicious. Yeah. Yes, normally in New Jersey, a $90 bottle. In Pennsylvania, apparently a $60 bottle. <laughs> <laughs> probably not worth the two hour drive to, for the difference but certainly a nice bonus once I got here yeah <laughs> um, hi Derek this may be our last question for the night seriously check your Twitter it's hilariously relevant to your first Miata review at 289 I don't have my phone with me right now can I check the um, for yeah you? check my Twitter uh, I guess <clears throat> did someone tweet at me mm, somebody's got a someone's barbecuing barbecue something going. oh man, oh. it smells incredible oh wings soon I'm going to get wings and I'm going to get Brussels sprouts with them. I love that. Uh, James, don't your legs hit the steering wheel? I know what they mean. Whiskey is love. Yes, it is. And it's so strange with whiskey that you're really just drinking wood. It's just wood and just sometimes burnt wood. This is all this is. Ethanol and wood. And yet, us humans enjoy this. It's mildly not safe for work, so maybe not on stream. I don't know. Um, someone just said nerd. Plenty of room for legs. I guess the people are talking to each other in the channel. They do. They do seem to be doing that, which is which is good. Okay, interaction mm. with interaction. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure what to what you're checking on the. Uh, how Twitter do you feel? Uh, Meredith asks, "How do you feel about bourbon whiskey?" Well, very American. And bourbon when I go is not whiskey. Bourbon is corn mash. Whiskey oh. is. Barley malt. Oh. So how me. do we feel? It doesn't exist. Also, bourbon. bourbon, technically, has to be made in American oak 
casks oh. to be considered bourbon. Oh. Bourbon, like many alcohols, whiskey in Scotland, different wines in France, but not in America or elsewhere mm-hmm. in the world, have specific criteria on quantity of corn mash to water mm. uh, and the barrels. The barrels for bourbon have to be virgin oak charred. So they burn the inside. Yes, and there are different levels of char. Oh. Interestingly, I found this out. I'm not seeing anything of, of interest on your Twitter. Here. Okay. That's, that's all I'm saying. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I went to a uh, bourbon distillery up in uh, um, near West Point because mm-hmm. I'm a military history enthusiast. Nice. I went there with my lovely girlfriend, and I don't know how she suffered through the military history part, but uh, <laughs> maybe it was the bourbon. Uh, but we went to this distillery, uh, and he, he told, like, the whole story about it. I believe the number was it had to be 70% water and 30% corn mash. And they had to hit a certain degree, like 120 degrees in the distilling process. It was like he was he was a chemist by trade. Mm-hmm. And then he wanted to do something like cool with chemistry, not in corporate. And mm. so he started his own bourbon distillery. But yeah, I never I never knew that. And I also asked him, because in Scotch, the youngest Scotch you're gonna find is a ten year old. Okay. Twelve is generally the normal minimum. Mm-hmm. Um but in bourbon you don't ever see older than nine. I said, Why? He said, technically, because after nine years, because it's charred ahead of time and scotch casks are not charred, okay. whether they're oak or port or sherry like Macallan, mm-hmm. um, they're not charred. Mm-hmm. They're stuff, you know, vented in them beforehand. Mm-hmm. And then you put the put scotch in to get some of that flavor. Yeah. Because the bourbon casks are virgin and then charred, after nine years, you are basically just, you lose 3% a year to the angel share yeah, in any yeah. hard liquor, yeah. which is why a 30-year is so expensive compared to a 12-year. Right. Because you lost 90, Overhead. 90% of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, he said because after nine years, it doesn't get any better. Okay. It, so it's, there's no, it's not cost effective. It doesn't make any sense. Like, why make it older when yeah. the quality doesn't go up? Yeah. In scotch, the quality in terms of smoothness goes mm-hmm. up, but your volume at 3% a year is you literally yeah. have 10% left. Fuck. And I went to an event with the McAllen ambassador for the United States. Yeah. How'd you at, get it? How'd you get there? It was just like this cool, like, it was at like some fancy place in, in the Oranges in New Jersey. Yeah. You know, uh, perks of being in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Well, there's not a lot of them, but that's one of them. <laughs> uh, and he explained that the 30 the year old McAllen actually, out of that 10% that was left, yeah. they took 16% of that. Yeah. So 1.6% of the total volume that went into that cask is what they actually put into the bottles. And you cannot buy a Macallan 25 or 30 at the store. You have to buy it at auction because they oh. only produce X amount of it. And it's Shit. way less than demand is. I wonder if some people like invest in that. They do. Yeah. They do. Just like really expensive wines, people do invest in really expensive scotches. I've had Macallan 25 and 30 Yeah. from a wealthy friend of mine who was very nice. Yeah. Uh, and she liked it, but she wasn't like, you know, crazy about it. So mm-hmm. she's like, hey, you know, go for it. Oh, shit. And yeah, I mean, it ruins, it ru- ruins really? everything else for you. God so damn. like, you know, it, it's not something it's that I would the first class advise. of whiskey. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, it's hard to go back, but, but it was at $2,500 a bottle for the 25 mm-hmm. and five plus for the 30. Yeah. I wouldn't pay that for it. Right. I would get the Glen Fittich 15, mm-hmm. you know, for in New Jersey, $90 a bottle, uh, and have 75% of the drinking experience. Yeah. But you know, it is cool. They come in like this whole, like, like, um, basically like a, um, funeral cask. Wow. Uh, like a casket metal. Um, no, it's like, it's like cardboard and wood and mm-hmm. silk and wow. it's very, it's very elaborate. 
It's very McAllen. Because <laughs> it's called, it's not the McAllen. It's not McAllen. It's called the McAllen. Oh. Not a McAllen. Yeah. But yeah, I digress. I digress. Joseph Machado. Mr. Regular, longtime fan. Your review encouraged me to buy an FRS. That was a phenomenal hiccup. Hiccup. (laughs) You bought a good car. I modded to make 200s at the wheels with naturally aspirated. So, okay. It's two. They claim claim 200 at the crank, I remember. 178 at the wheels in a rear-wheel drive car. So that's not a cold air intake that's doing that. I'm guessing there's some sort of... A cold air. So cold air, exhaust, headers. Uh, Yeah, I mean, 200... Turner wheel all motor on a Subaru motor. He's got everything thrown at it. Tune? Uh, he would have a flash too, yeah. 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 He would Igni- need a flash. Ignition advance. Yeah, I mean the fla- the flashes are amazing. Like I don't I don't have the luxury of this in the, the old Toyota world because mm. old Toyota ECUs are locked. Since mm-hmm. that's not a Toyota, it has a Subaru ECU, it's not locked. Mm-hmm. Um But yeah, I mean like a bone stock bug eye at you know, WRX. Oh those, yeah. We'll do like 30 all-wheel horsepower more on flash okay it's insane <laughs> like it's like a two it's like a two three hundred dollar flash from Cobb. like boop, done. <laughs> like you why just can't pe- do that why do people leave the Cobb thing always on that little that little nokia looking phone thing because because it's it's my dynamic gauge bro oh. it's just like having your wide band on your a pillar okay you know you're like oh look at my numbers moving <laughs> how impressive look at my numbers moving. well they just they don't stop they just keep moving uh, yeah i mean interestingly when we were building cars we would have guys because this was my my preference um we would have guys say specifically because a lot of the builds we did were for like full on builds, like top to bottom, ground mm-hmm. up builds, um, were for older guys, mm-hmm. late thirties, late forties, mm-hmm. income say in some cases early sixties. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'd be like, I don't want anything. I don't want any gauges in the interior. Yeah, because I don't want people to know there's something done to it. Yeah, I like that. They don't even know what the car is most time. Most yeah. people do not know what an MR2 is if they see it. Yeah, it's it's like what is that? Yeah, I, I was at this. I brought my '88 MR2 to mm-hmm. the markets at Shrewsbury with a good friend. Uh, Sorry for being old. David Coletti. And uh, some people looked at it and like, the hell is this thing? Is this, this a Ferrari? Yeah. Well, thank Yeah, yeah, it is. It's a faux Ferrari. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I like the no gauges. And it's something that you said that there's, if, if you get a prime built uh, MR2, there's no point of having that AFR gauge there. It's, no, because you're on a stock ECU. Yeah, the stock ECU, you know, Toyota, Toyota's got it, got it covered. Yeah, in terms of your AFRs, they yeah. did it mm-hmm. and tested it and put millions of dollars and gajillions of hours into making sure it works and makes power. Yeah, monitoring it just means you have an opportunity to play backyard mechanic. Yeah, which you are probably not qualified for if you are asking a question about it. Yeah, you know, like at the end of the day, if you now if you have a standalone. You have yeah. a wide band because you're tuning to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on a stock ECU, like, it's working or it's not. Yeah. And if it's not <laughs> it's... working, it goes into limp mode to stop yeah. you from blowing it up because that's what the factory does. Yeah. Uh, I need to clarify one thing, actually. Mm. Um, the uh, My comment on uh, on on bourbon is not whiskey. Mm-hmm. That's, that's technically not accurate. 
everything is whiskey. Bourbon is whiskey. Scotch is whiskey. Mm-hmm. Whiskey is not bourbon. And whiskey is not necessarily scotch. Mm. So whiskey to be scotch has to be made in Scotland. Mm-hmm. Whiskey to be bourbon has to be made in America, in American virgin oak chard. Okay. Just to be clear. I don't want to get in the aftermath here. You know about my faux pas, <laughs> uh, but I felt that was that was necessary. Also, I should mention that mm-hmm. West Point was actually my girlfriend's idea. It hurts me, it hurts uh-huh. me to mention that uh, for for me to give her credit, but credit where credit's due. Yeah, I love military history. Yeah, apparently she liked it just as much. Cool. What uh, Burgundy Burnouts is a staple of every single thing we do. He's a very generous person. He has no questions, but thank you so much for your ten dollars. Um, oh. He is working on WS 6s project. Oh, I'm sorry. Burgundy he, Burnouts was on like three times last time we were on last yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. He is building. What a, up, Burgundy? He is building a <clears throat> diesel Firebird. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. What? He is not. He is not. He is building an all-wheel drive. Uh, uh, Subaru uh, driveline into a Firebird. It's going to be an all-wheel drive Firebird. What year Firebird? I don't know. Tell us Burgundy Burnouts. Uh, what that's year what he's Burgundy? He is, uh, th- th- there's going to be a delay here in-, in the stream. But tell us about the all-wheel drive pro- uh, project. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Pazaya Mikado uh, said... All-wheel drive EJ257 into a 2002 Firebird. Oh, the WS6 chassis. <laughs> Nice. He's gonna upset. I love a, it. Upset a lot of people, and it's I, gonna be a freaking amazing. You gotta have that in the snow. I love all it. All-wheel drive. I love it for the ridiculousness. Yeah. Josiah uh, uh, Mikado was the uh, the '86 guy. Mm-hmm. He said, "Yeah, all correct. I have everything FT86 factory had for NA. Yeah, FT86 Speed Factory. They're the big. They were like the first mover, I think, in '86. Oh, world. good. They're serious. Were they the same guys company. who uh, offered that uh, supercharger kit? Uh, everyone else? offers supercharger kits. Okay. You can get one from Edelbrock. Uh, you can get one from there. Are like one or two other like not non-American names. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, f- I feel like Vortec does one. Mm. Um, but yeah, Edelbrock does a. Uh, I believe the only screw type. There may okay. be one other screw type. Uh, and Edelbrock is running relatively low boost, so it's not that noisy. Mm-hmm. But the other one, God, I wish I could remember the name. Um, it has the the American V8 super screw type supercharger wine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I love that noise. <laughs> Pablo- Coming from turbos, you just don't get that. Right. It, similar, but not the same. I'm still <clears throat> more fan of turbos. Uh, love RCR, Jersey Boy now, based in all bets are off Florida. Oh, a Jersey Boy moved to Florida. Birthday totes, drinking scotch on a pre-fall weekend, the moment your balls shrank just that much. Wait, what? Don't know what that meant. Wait, what was it? What was it? Uh, love RCR, Jersey boy now based in all bets are off Florida. <laughs> Birthday toast to drinking scotch on a pre-fall weekend. That moment your balls shrink? Just that much. I don't know. Are you getting that a moment, cold pool? Uh, I mean, you're in Florida. There's nothing cold. Right. Uh, uh, Aaron, <laughs> Aaron, what would you see? Sorry. I saw Claudio Bizama. Someone needs to do a rear engine front wheel. Car, car, forte <laughs> lulls. For the lulls? Take a rear engine car and make it front, front wheel drive. drive. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> That's funny. And it's just a backwards rear engine car, so... You should, you should, theoretically, 
Uh, it. Do it. Do it with a panther body. Because if yes. you fuck up, who cares? Who cares? Yeah, yeah. it doesn't matter. I had a panther. Yeah, briefly. you did? Yeah, the you Interceptor. Have? You uh, bought a P-71. Oh, yeah. You were that guy. Yep, that's what 2004. Color, what color was it? Was it a gray did, detective's car. Everybody says they got the detective's car. Did you mm-hmm. get a detective's car? Yep. Yeah, they'd, had, they'd welded in a piece of metal very crudely yeah. uh, to block off where the spotlight used to be. Uh-huh. Uh, and it was obviously originally, they were, you know, they were all white. And then they were painted to whatever color they wanted to be. So Ford shipped them white. Really? So when you pull open like the floor mats and stuff for the trunk carpet, it's white. Really? Yeah, because they color changed them all. Huh. You just manufacture them one color down to a price because oh, you're Ford. Oh. Uh, yeah. You know, and you're doing a, a, a fleet, fleet vehicle. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and then but when you pull everything open, like yeah, they they just they just sprayed them. So who sprayed them? <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know if oh. like they the. I know some people that work for the police department mechanical stuff, mm-hmm. and like they have like contracts, so I imagine they have body shops to do the same thing. Like huh. it's just, you know, scuff and spray. Like here, here's a brand new car. We want it gray now. It's white. Shh, shh. <laughs> Thousand bucks. Wow. Here you go, America. You know. Okay. Uh, but that car, you will oh, never be pulled over in that car. Now, now, obviously, there's a lot more Chargers. Uh, yeah. You know, and you got Explorers and all that stuff. But I would drive down the the highway. The most fun part what about that when car. When did you have it? Probably the first time we met. Probably the first time we met is probably when I had it. So three years ago? Yeah, that, years was ago, on the, ago? that was on the last gap, so the Panther body being used in yeah. the department. Yeah, yeah, it was right on the ragged edge of when it was there. Uh, yeah. But it was, you drive down the fast lane in that car mm-hmm. at night, and everyone just moves out of your way. Really? It's like the parting of the seas. And my friend, who is like super wealthy and drives like like fast cars all the time, yeah, and drives fast all the time, yeah, he drove it once when we were driving back from the city yeah. at a charity event we went to, and he, <laughs> he was drunk with power because you you believe you're New, never going to get pulled over, New York or Philly. Well, we were in New York. We were coming back to Jersey, okay. so we're already in Jersey. And he was just <laughs> he was doing like like a hundred in the fast lane, you know, like eighty. No one's looking at you. You know, 90, probably still not. You hit triple digits. Like, if you blow by a real cop, like, he, he's going to know. He's going to take a look. Yeah. You know, but it was so crazy. Like, you just come up behind people, not even going that fast. You just come up behind them, and you'd see them see you in their mirror. Blinker goes on there in the other lane. <laughs> it was, it was, I was drunk with power. That's why I had to get rid of it and get my Ann appliance. Yeah. <laughs> also because I wanted a car. Now everybody's getting those explorers, correctly. those white Ford yeah. explorers. Yeah, because that's the I was dry, I the was, troopers are half of them them, half of them are the caprices, which is the Holden uh, the yeah. Holden Commodores. They they there is a law in Pennsylvania that all state all state employee vehicles have to be American made, so we do not get them. They're all Jersey cars. Really? Or they're American. You will not find that Caprice PPV in Pennsylvania. Interesting. Yeah, there's a law that has because to be even though it's got a Chevy badge on it, it's still holding. They consider that yeah, interesting. So it's all Ford vehicles in Pennsylvania, huh. with the exception of maybe some local departments that are running. So it's like Tauruses, the, Explorers, the handful but, of Interceptors left, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. like our town. Yeah, like you you walk by all the Pennsylvania police barracks, it's going to be Ford vehicles. Interesting. I mean, the Interceptor owned basically twenty years. Yeah, of the police. See, Burgundy burnouts. Aaron, uh, we gotta start wrapping this up soon. I'm gonna get the sign. <laughs> Do you want me to read this one? Yeah, you can read that one. From uh, I have to pee. Okay, so that was uh, Aaron 
Krynak. Krynak? I have a shitted up CL-175, a PX-125, oh, this is a bike guy, a Nighthawk 250, and a base model 07 Caravan <laughs> in all of its dodgy pre-bailout glory. I'm near pipes, and I should email you about this? Yes, Aaron, thank you for your for your $10. Um, yes, uh, email, I forget, email regular car reviews um, with... I believe it was make model year, um, and uh, and and he will he will check it out and see if he can do something for you. Uh, thank you for the donation. <clears throat> it's the Costanza. Says someone has a two engine Cavalier. It's a Costanza. You need to give us a link or or send us that somehow. We need to see that. Uh, Crazy Ivan 2X. Is that Crazy Ivan as in Hunt for Red October? Thanks for the two bucks, man. Thoughts on the coming Jeep Wrangler truck? I've been hearing about a Jeep Wrangler truck for an awful long time, and I haven't seen one yet. Uh, Brian, have you heard anything actual about a Jeep Wrangler truck? I've heard a lot of rumblings over years. Well, they were supposed to make the JK into a pickup truck. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I have yet to see one in real life. I yeah. saw plenty of concept sketches. I've seen nowadays. Nowadays with CGI, when I'm just scrolling through, I can't tell if it's a real one or if I it's don't a think tell ever Yeah, if CGI is real or not. Yeah, movie, Facebook. No, it's just a picture. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, well, it's a, it's a manufactured concept, right. so who cares? Right. There's nothing stopping them to, from doing it. But, and the Jeep guys would eat it up. But do they have to? Because you just—that's a good question. The Wrangler, you just take the top it, off and you know, yeah, use the back seats. You got a Nemo is your next one there. Nemo, buy a Daihatsu Rocky. Yes or no? Yes. <laughs> like if you're gonna get into the JDM stuff coming in, even like Dacia Sandero or something, you're gonna have something. James May's favorite car. There you go. Good news. <laughs> good news. Like here in the United States, it's a little bit exotic, and there'll be someone on bring. Like worst case scenario, you buy a Daihatsu Rocky, you put it up on bring a trailer, you make your money back. I love. There's a what is it a, a Daihatsu or a Nissan Cappuccino? Yeah, they they have the greatest Su names. The Suzuki Suzuki yeah. Cappuccino. Yeah, Suzuki Cappuccino. Yeah. That's what it was. Oh, they're Great. incredible. Like three cylinder turbos. <laughs> It's it's the same engine that goes in the Autozam. Autozam is amazing, and I do not fit in it. No, they are. It's like I was scary. Small. That's like a twelve hundred pound car, right? I mean, they're you, you're like this. The, the tiny it's a shoe. It's a roller skate. Yeah, it's a roller skate. Yeah, it's freaking amazing, and it's completely unsafe uh, in the United burgundy States. Burgundy burnouts bringing the noise back. All wheel drive EJ twenty five out of a two thousand sixteen STI. Jesus. Lifted bash bar, off road lights, tow hitch, big snow tires, calling it the Firebird STI. And after that, I'll do a rear engine, rear wheel drive. I haven't decided on the engine yet for that O2 Firebird yet. Interesting. I love it. So for the Firebird race series, they had the Firehawks, right? So okay. what if you called that the Firebrew? Firebrew. Or the Firejap. Fire, uh, <laughs> Firebird bit, STI is probably a better name. Firebird <laughs> STI. <laughs> that is insane. So somebody wrecked their 16 STI and you got the motor out of it. Superbird. Subi, Su Subi oh, Bird. Superbird. 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 
Superbird. Superbird. Superbird. Play on the old Daytona Superbird. Oh, dude, that's quality. Superbird. 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 You're welcome. (laughs) Firebird STI. Regular Subaru Firebird STI. Superbird. That is incredible. Bernie Burnouts, you my hat is off to you. My hat is literally off to you, sir. I, I forget if he's in the East Coast or not, if we can see this thing when it's done. We 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 need to be sent a link of some kind. Off man. Not really a long time fan. Okay. But what if they started making cars like they did when it was easy to work on them? Are you gonna Okay, first of all, you ha- cars have to meet safety standards. Uh-huh. And emission standards. Yeah. Which is really the working on part. That, that, that's, yeah. <clears throat> and fuel economy, cafe standards. Right. Obama, hashtag. <laughs> Your way around that is a delight, is a delightfully two word. Uh, there are two words that work away. There are two words that allow you to detour around all your problems. Kit, car. Then you don't have any of that. Okay, um, just to be clear, that doesn't divert around your all your problems it diverts around those problems mm-hmm. kit cars provide their whole own set of problems which i found there in building neat. a factory 5 818 oh really not uh just a subaru with some body panels and a two frame chassis on it mm. it was not so stuff stuff didn't all. stuff didn't fit no the and nothing fit literally nothing fit this is I hate to be I hate to be a little bit mean here to the okay. American market, okay? But American aftermarket stuff, in my experience, on old stuff or kit car stuff. Mm-hmm. So we're talking pre seventy American muscle mm-hmm. or factory five eight eighteen. And I've got one of the early models, like the first twelve months of production. Mm-hmm. Uh nothing fit. Oh, nothing no. worked. Everything had to be made. Like you have to be a fabricator. A you have to have a CNC shop. Like the guys who are building them have CNC shops. They're professional fabricators. They're race car builders. Like it was not. It was not what a factory five is supposed to be. Mm. Which I believe they've done a great job branding of. Yeah. You know the backyard mechanics. You know kit car. Probably for their regular their their previous models. The the factory. You know the Cobras and Daytonas. Like they've done tons of them. Yeah. It's pretty standard. But for a car that was supposed to be a single, their first single donor car, which was the 818 kit car, was supposed to be the first single donor by a WRX. What does single donor mean? Single donor, one donor car. The, all the Cobras, yeah. you could do it any number of ways. Fox body, Jaguar, oh, XJ, okay. Jaguar XJ rear with a Fox body front. Like You could do any parts you wanted, basically, from a number of different vehicles. Obviously, a lot of them were from Fox body, most things. Oh, okay. But the 818 was supposed to be the first single donor car. Uh, and thank God for my amazingly generous and awesome friend, Henry, mm-hmm. who, uh, bankrolled that project yeah. and then took it off my hands after we finished it. Okay. Meaning it ran and drove, mm. but it was not a race car yet. No. Um, it was never again. Mm. They look, re- they looked really good, mm-hmm. uh, but it's not a Subaru in a tubular frame kick mm. car. It's an American kit car that tried to put a Subaru running gear on it. Okay. Unsuccessfully. Okay. Fair warning. Fair Maybe warning better now. That was like three years ago. Yeah. Uh, was it easy to work on them? Are you are you going to do a 240Z? Ooh, I love those. How do you find one without rust in this area? I know. That's something we would get if we go to SoCal or even yeah. in Texas. Maybe yeah. Texas. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Texas is where some of my favorite donor cars come from. Oh, good. Because the paint will be destroyed, but you could you could wrap them or paint them. Yeah. But they're completely immaculate underneath. <laughs> like it's them in California cars. Like it's not even fair. Great. Yeah. I should look. For, I should look. You know, when I went on Craigslist looking for Turbo Foresters with five speeds, second gen, post facelift, which means two thousand six to two thousand eight. That's my window to find Turbo Foresters. But it wasn't a Hawkeye because that was only the day. It was a Forest, Forester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the facelift version, yeah. Right. They didn't have those headlights. That was just no, the uh, Imprezas. Even though technically a Forester is an Impreza, yeah, they had completely different blocks. front ends. Yeah, yeah. And a completely different nose hood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but mechanically. Not a whole lot of them in Texas. Not a whole lot of Foresters in Texas. I believe Why, it. Not really yeah. the Texas crowd. No. Six-speed Dodge Rams. <laughs> yeah. Cummins. You're find those in Texas. Yeah. And it's, in fact, the only place you could buy one from. Without, you know, the had quarter panels. Right. Tesla drivetrain on the DeLorean. Perfect. <laughs> DeLoreans need to be electric. That That's yeah. a great idea. And uh, hash, uh, tweet Elon Musk about that. Yeah. I think I think <clears throat> this reaches the end. We've been going for five, six, seven. There's over two hours now. Yeah. Well, um, just after five, probably. I think. Yeah. I think we're going to wrap this thing up. Thank you, everybody who's watching this. Once again, Justin Burnouch from Prime Driven. Everything you need for your MR2 project or even an MR2 regular stock car you just need parts for. That is primedriven.com. East Coast guy, Stan Hope, New Jersey. Um, yeah, and goodbye live stream. Yep, it's the Costanza. Thank you for it's the Costanza staying with us since the beginning. Thank you for hanging out with Bring us. Bring the heat. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Um, not Houston anymore. Don't have any rear brakes. What safety? I just crapped my broken brake line. Am I something else? Burgundy Burnouts says, uh, you'll be the first to see it located in Nashville, Tennessee. Ah. Same place where I bought my uh, my Falcon. My Falcon has to return to Nashville, return to the previous owner. I'll hold off posting anything about it when it's done so you can come get a review. And Oh, oh feel, feel free to post stuff about it. That's how we got the big hit when we did that 2JZ swap Subaru Impreza. Yeah, it was already a big hit on a bunch of websites. Who the frick did this? And they 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 got eyeballs on their car for just claim for just asking $150,000 for it that they weren't going to get. But that's, it was a it was a thing. That's just good brilliant marketing. We yeah. call that a pattern interrupt. Oh. If you see the title $150,000 Subaru. Yeah. You're going to click. <laughs> yeah. It's just what you're going to do. Yeah. Just like if we did 1,200 horsepower MR2. People are going to click on that. Yeah. It would be lies because I don't know how to build a 1,200 horsepower MR2. Yeah. But there are guys out there. I'm sure they can. But yeah. No, that was uh, that was brilliance. Yeah. Brilliant grassroots marketing. Yeah. So take, I don't know what, all-wheel drive uh, Firebird or uh, Subaru Firebird or off-road Firebird. I mean, I, th I think that I think that the super super bird super bird. You'd have to get it though. You'd have to know what a super bird was. Yeah, yeah. You might want to play with that. How much power is this gonna have? Burgundy burnouts. EJ twenty five. EJ twenty five seven. I don't know you if could that's probably turbo make or not. Four fifty wheel unopened on a turbo. I believe that's the turbo. There are already thousand. I mean, why would you not put it in turbo motor? Yeah. But there, are, it's it's horsepower is not going to grab it because there's already thousand thousand horsepower firebirds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's got to be something there. weird. I mean, but it is weird. 
It's a Subaru and a Firebird. You'd I, have to have the 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 image of that throwing rooster tails from all four wheels, drifting in snow, all wheel drive, all wheel drive Firebird. There's your angle. There's your angle. Yeah, have one of those snow. Subaru guys, like when it snows, shots of them doing donuts. Yeah. But you're in a Firebird. Yeah. All thrive of it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. We're going to wrap this thing up. Thank you so much for liking Regular Car Reviews. Thank you to everybody who donates on Patreon for allowing us to have the budget of a channel twice our size. And uh, I'll see everybody who comes out to RCR Austin at the Onnit offices. That is the 20th of... Just waiting for the Harley. The 20, I believe the 20th of October. Now I have to check. One sec. Let me just grab it. Sorry, I closed the chat window. I just want to say uh, thanks, uh, Brian, for having me on. It was an awesome time, as always. And uh, thanks, guys, for stopping by. Thanks to the MR2 guys for the MR2 questions. Mm -hmm. And everybody else for the uh, awesome support and the, uh, the great donations. We appreciate that. It is... Uh, um the onnit offices in <clears throat> austin texas that's where we're going to be on the 20th of october thank you guys have a very good night see ya